get started? Whoa. Okay, we're here. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mother-in-Law Suite. This week, I am joined by my two good friends, Garrett and Weston. How you guys doing? Good. I'm doing pretty good today. Yeah, you're doing good? Yeah. Yeah. Both are UCF alumni? I guess so. Oh, yeah. Recent, too. Yeah, yeah. recent. Yeah. I just graduated. Yeah, would you guys, would you graduate, what would you graduate with? First off, first off, let's get names down. Garrett, how was your week? Good, my week was good. I, uh, well, just a backstory on me. I'm a professional trombonist and trombone teacher in the area. My week so far has consisted of rehearsals for gigs for the upcoming weekend and uh, pretty much five days of teaching in the classroom. Yeah. Taught trombone, tuba, euphonium. Yeah. It's pretty good. How was that? Oh, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I taught middle school for the first time this week. Was, Ooh. Ooh. That, that age group is a little challenging, but yeah, it's, it's a good kind of challenge, you know? Especially when they start getting it and their eyes light up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, no. Wow. Weston over here. Wow, you start, you, the bar is set really high oh. now. Yeah. Uh, I was sick for three weeks right Ooh. when I graduated. So, like, Dang. wow. <laughs> uh, haven't been doing much. Been, That's okay. Been watching a little TV. Yeah? Yeah. What you been watching? I didn't um, even watch that one piece. No, no, no. Yeah, he said no, 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 no. He says, oh. You oh. seen Berserk? No, uh, yeah. Berserk's it. actually great. I got into it recently. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. good it's all right. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, chilling with my dog. My little dog. I have a dog. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just been chilling. That's Getting good. Getting my energy back. Yeah, you said you've been working too, right? Well, I've been, I work in the mornings, but cool. like. I just have my own schedule, so that's say okay. But I need to, you know, get my routine back. Oh yeah, my normal routine. That would you're, be nice. You're a man of music yourself, are you not? You We're, also we all are. diddle some with some guitars. Yeah, you, a little, you, a you fiddle. Yeah, a little fiddle. I have you a know, few fiddles. You know, yeah. pluck some strings. Yeah, you know, lots get a little of twangy. You know, a little twangy. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. All right. Good, good, good guitar player over here. All right. Yeah. Weston here's been teaching me how to play guitar for a little bit. I ain't the best. I've only been okay. playing for a few months. Exactly. You know? I'm, I'm trying. But, you know. You know. Oh, yeah. But, Garrett, I, bo I said that you were both UCF alumni. What would you, what'd you graduate with? I graduated with a bachelor's in music performance. A trombone track. Okay. I got, uh, ooh, yeah. you know, oh, I got a bachelor's of fine art. Ooh. Fine art. Ooh. Studio art. Very good artist nice. over here. Yeah, and he my, special, my specialization is photography. Ooh. Which, uh, I don't yeah, do he much says, photography. He says, I don't he do says much he photography. takes, you know, Can you take this photos dude from me, says his specialization. I, know, uh, I have a pretty high. Um, pay. <laughs> he says, I, I don't think you can afford me, is what he's trying to say. I charge quite a bit. No, I just messed with you. Yeah. He, <laughs> You're free. <laughs> no, I'd have to. I'd give you something. Yeah, no, for sure. he he. Um, give me a kiss. He says <laughs> it, that's his specialty, but the dude, bro, he, he can do whatever from pastel work to charcoal to to pencil to any sculpting. He can do it all. If it if it's some sort of art, even music, he can do it. He's Stop a, it. One of the one of the most humble Stop men it. I've ever met. Oh, yeah. so, so low key. So low key. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know. Since since we're all men of music here today, you know, I consider myself fine, uh, a fine taste, having a fine taste a like, a, like a connoisseur, a connoisseur yeah. you know, 
so what 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 have you guys been listening to? Have you been on something recently that's been like playing in your head? That's been that's been moving, schmoving. Garrett's pointing at feel... me, but I'm playing at Garrett. All right, I'll go first. I'll go yeah. first. Um, well, I just well, courtesy of our, a friend of ours, maybe maybe you know him, Tim, uh, okay. Chris Chris Orozco. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know Chris Orozco. Um, he got me he got me hooked to this artist, uh, uh, this Brazilian art, artist, uh, Chico Barkey. Yeah. And uh, he has this one recording. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. The album's called Construcal. And that's also the title track. The title track is just amazing. Check it out. It's just yeah. absolutely amazing. And the whole album, top to bottom, is what amazing. What is it? It's, it's Latin? It's Latin. It's uh, Brazilian music. There's some sambas in there. I believe mm. there's a couple of bossa novas. Okay. A lot of your popular Brazilian music you'll find in that yeah. album. Okay, it's okay. really good. Sounds good. I like Garrett, that. Garrett played with this band not too not too long ago. It was the Rico Rico Monaco, yeah. The Rico Monaco band, bro. I saw that live. The dude Garrett, bro. He he he'd be saying like, yeah, I know, you know. He'll say something like, I taught middle schoolers this week, trying to be all quiet and everything. But this man was on a big old stage and it was sold out, and the theater was sold out. It looked sold out. There was people that was like three stories high. Yeah. People were filled up in the seats on all three stories. I think from last time I saw it, bro, it was. Here's it was a good. trombone superstar. Oh, trombone prodigy! I'll tell oh, you, it's short from, you know. That was probably my favorite concert of the year. Actually, yeah, it was, it was good. It was fun. Oh, yeah. We had a bunch of homies come up. Oh yeah, we had, we had my brother. Yeah. Well, my mom and dad were there too. Who else did we have? We had Brandon. Yeah, Brandon was there. Long Parker. You. Yeah, Brandon. Brandon was actually in the. Uh, if, if you, we have some returning listeners, Brandon was in the uh, episode, the pilot episode, episode zero. So he, he you know, he, he got he showed up there. I actually bought him his first legal beer, <laughs> public legal beer. He said, "I don't know, was in that tap, bro, but it hit different." <laughs> he, he started feeling a bit funny. <laughs> yeah, man, tap <laughs> really... hits different. Tap tastes better too. Yeah, like, it does. You you don't realize it till you actually have tap. Yeah, he said, "I don't know what they put in this Mickey, bro, but I'm feeling <laughs> something extra." <laughs> but it was it was it was a good time. It was a good. It was a good time. I went to um, Weston's. Um, what was it? It was your BFA BFA expedition. BFA expedi- exp- Ex- expedition. Yeah. I said expedition. Yeah. <laughs> expedition. It was a bit of you know, we kind of took about four years. To yeah, get there. we had. I was. I was leading the front with my machete. You know, yeah. cutting down, the, <laughs> cutting down the mines. You know, just to get to Weston's art because it's so wildlife. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was he tires it, out there. It was it was really good. There were some talented people that I've seen. Gary, but his he's, bro, you guys got to check him out. His no. name's Throckmorton no. JPEG on on Stop Instagram. That. Nah, no. you guys got to look. His him art's up. great. Throckmorton JPEG on Instagram. <sighs> He's gonna. So I think he's gonna start working on some music. Maybe he might even start releasing some music too on there soon. You know, you never know. You never know. I might. I might kind of twist his arm into doing something like that. You know, that's really bad. Can what? I get, can I just tell you this little story? What? Go ahead. My uh, professor was trying to look for my website online. Yeah. And guess what he found? My SoundCloud. High <laughs> <laughs> school. Yeah. What's your SoundCloud? Give your SoundCloud a shout out. I don't even know. What it is. He said, "I don't even know what it is." He, he, he said, he, he he said, said "I don't even want to know what it is." I quickly went on there and deleted a few things, but I kept, I kept quite a few things on there. But the thing nice. is, is, I was in class, in the lab, in our lab, and uh, I started hearing this piano tune, and I'm like, what's that? Because <laughs> the cadence, it had a particular cadence, I was like, 
He says, that sounds familiar. He said, hold on. And like, my professor, he like gives me like this dead look just from the side. And I like look at him and I'm like, like, crap. Bro, he called by SoundCloud. Speaking yeah, about like, <laughs> unique cadences, bro, here recently I've been listening to this band, um, Little North. I I, th- I mentioned them a few episodes back about listening to this kind of EP. It was like a single that got released. I think it was like three songs. It was like 15 minutes long. They released the full album a few days ago, and I I've been listening to that. It's this it's this new york based underground jazz band and it's it's piano based but they have some like trombone or not trombone some trumpet features i like think you showed me that yeah. you showed me that at the gym right yeah they're they're Kill. very good very good some of the some of the time signatures i found myself at work trying to count it out and i some of them i couldn't really figure out one of them was in six eight but it jumps around a lot but on top of on top of that going back to cadences I've been, uh, I think it was Snarky Puppy. I watched a, um, a a Tiny Desk concert with oh, them yeah. a while back, and they were they were showing you the polyrhythm. I think it it was the three the three four 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 polyrhythm. You know how you count that out? You say pass the gosh darn butter. Pass the the gosh darn butter. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's how you count it out. Yeah, but I've been listening. I've been trying to figure that out and trying to notice it a bit more, and and. Uh, more advanced music, especially yeah. in the artists that I listen to. Um, Little North, it's definitely been pushing that genre, widening, widening that uh, that horizon for me. I've been oh, yeah. trying to trying to really focus and get into it. Uh, you know, I I still have a lot to learn if I'm trying to start composing. You know, I I mean I wrote the 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 intro tune that's going on, or I didn't even write it. I just kind of played on my guitar and recorded it a little bit. But it's pretty, like, it's pretty yeah, though. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. But it, we're just trying to figure it out. I'm trying to, you know, my buddy messaged me and was like, "Hey man, you know, if you ever want to, we might be able to actually record some drums and some bass and actually make a full like thing out of it." And I'm like, "Oh, I'll put I'll put a trombone track might, on bro, it if you want." Bro. Yeah, you could play yeah. some like little. Little, oh, cool, bro! Presume. I think that'd be sick. Actually, if we if we get you in like, I want to say like, if I set up a microphone in like a room and I set you up in a room like to the side with a mute and you play loud, I think yeah. that'd create a really nice like, oh yeah, nice spacious vibe. Speaking of uh, speaking of tiny desk, I believe there was a tiny desk with Esmeralda Esmeralda Spalding on it. Yeah, and uh, you know who you know who she is. No. She's a great jazz bassist. She she like sings and plays bass at the same time. She's just incredible. I can't remember the exact what tune she played nor the exact recording, but it's out of this world. Yeah, just look up other recordings from her, especially the live ones. Incredible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. What was your name again? Esmeralda Spalding. Okay, and she you said she's a primarily a bass player. Yeah. Okay. And vocalist. I would say she's both. Weston was speaking about our, our favorite bass player. You know, the one, um, the Thundercat? only. The Thundercat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's playing. He was in a, a particular TV show that uh, comes out. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a Star Wars character now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He was on, he was on the uh, the new Boba Fett TV show. Yeah. I haven't seen the new episode yet. But uh, I haven't seen the new one. But that was a, this, the one with him was a, like a week or two ago. But like. It's pretty funny because he just pops out. It actually yeah. looks like he just like walked on set because <laughs> he has the piercing on. His, he has yeah. piercings on his face, and they're there. And it just looks like he just walked on set. And he, had, like, goes. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, is this is this not my stage?" Yeah. He, he said. He, is he, this... he said a few things. Like he had a few lines. You never know. I mean, we might see him again, but like 
I don't know. It was just, mm-hmm. just kind of like wacky to see him, but like I saw him live. Before Wait, he, you saw you saw him play bass live. I've seen I've seen him play a full set, like a four hour set. This was before he got, he worked with Mac Miller too. So like it was before people really like knew. Was it before his... Flying Lotus? No, 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 no. This it was this, during. Okay. No, this was before. I mean, this is before like he like really, real real blew he, up. Like I think really blew up. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been big. Yeah. I mean, he worked in suicidal tendencies, which yeah. is like a really big band, and he played bass there. But like I, I'm just saying that before he blew up because like when I saw him live, I paid twenty. I paid twenty bucks. To see yeah, that was to, I must to, have to been see before. Him. And he played like a three hour set, which was insane. Yeah. And then uh, I mean now like my mom actually was like, hey, this concert's going on right now. Uh, next month it's the red hot chili peppers and I'm like that's disgusting I don't want to see that but then my mom was like but guess who opens Thundercat and I'm like hmm mm. <laughs> not worth it but like at the same time worth it <laughs> yeah it's like I'm conflicted I have some buddies that, that live up north I want to I'm not I think I want to say New Hampshire um, somewhere around that area and they they said they wanted to come down for that concert. <laughs> yeah, nah, see it. I know it's I mean, not. But it's, they they said they, I like Thundercat. But like, they they they're they're one of them's like a really 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 big like Red Hot Chili Pepper fan, and they just would love the, and they also love Thundercat. So it, plus they we ha- they have some friends down here in Florida that they wanted to see anyways. So they're trying. They I don't know. They might. They might. But um. Well, that's interesting. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I almost went to, um, before, like, to, and before, like, COVID and everything, I almost went to, uh, I think Savannah, Georgia, or Lance, actually, it was Atlanta, Georgia, and, uh, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, we were going to stay at a hotel to see, uh, Thundercat. Oh, really? But, like, it was a $30 ticket, or... Sixty dollar yeah. ticket. We were gonna sit down, not like be a part of the, the crowd, but like. That didn't happen. Right. <laughs> I think in that's fact, when, that's when everything kind of fell apart. Like concerts March, were closing, yeah. and like, like every the restrictions were coming down, and it was like it was like chasing that tour, and oh, the, yeah. like the tour got shut down basically. But like which the same tour the. No, nah, this was like this was like two years ago. Oh okay. Yeah, so like, I mean now there's concerts, but like it's. It wouldn't be fun to go to this like any concerts. I feel like, right. but like I don't know. Like um, I had a friend who was who bought uh, Earth Wind and Fire tickets for April mm. in Orlando, mm-hmm. and then COVID hit in March and he couldn't go. Yeah, and I was and like, and that was one of his favorite bands. I was like, wow. You gotta be careful when you buy tickets, um, depending on the the ticket like holder right. or like actually the whatever like you know Ticketmaster and whatnot. You can't always get refunds. So like you have to be like kind of yeah I bought a VIP ticket to go see Thank You Scientist and Intervals in Tampa, and I couldn't get a refund. It was a VIP. It was like seventy five bucks. It was a really good deal, and I really wanted to go. And but I had to work, and I couldn't get the day off because I didn't have a day off yet. Right. It was before my ninety days. Right. So, I oh well. And it was right. it was yeah. a, I was I would I wanted to go see that show so bad. Plus, I would, that would have been, like, my first show back in a, in a long time. I, me and Weston went to go see our buddy play Our Sorrows. Yeah, our metal band. Yeah. yeah. And we were, like, the only ones in yeah. the audience, other than, like, the girlfriends of the band. But, like, 
it was it was pretty interesting, but we we supported them no matter what. I mean, they're, that's, they're, that's how it is they're, they were good though. They were I mean, really they're, good. Yeah, they were they were they were smoke machines. They had lights. Compared compared to the other bands that were there, they were like a step up. They they're, should they should be like had not headlining. They should be like at least start like, um, what what do you? Call I mean, it? they did start headline. starting. I know. Uh, I mean, not not headlining, yeah. headlining opening, right? but opening. Yeah. They should they should be opening for like even bigger bands. Well, they're they were the big band. Yeah, I know concert. for that concert. So, yeah. But I think it was just the audience, like they were like it was like groups of audience, like you can tell, they were there for one band, one band only, and then weren't gonna stay. Yeah, that's how it was, and that always sucks because yeah. like, right. then when you get to the last bands, like half the audience is gone, which actually did happen. Yeah, it was weird. Everybody was outside. I don't know right. why. Yeah. At least like luckily for me, like when I'm playing like a salsa festival or something, like usually the crowd stays for everything. Especially if there's something like last month I played. Um, Played this actually it's a bacalaito festival and a bacalaito mm-hmm. is just fry a piece of fried fish yeah and um really good by the way yeah but um yeah there was a I forgot the style of music that it was like a mix of Brazilian and salsa that's that's what they played they opened up and my buddy Victor was playing on in that group and then I came up right after and we played traditional salsa and stuff okay. like that cool festival man but not everyone stayed the whole time like yeah. Nothing, nothing crazy, be, you know. I, I remember a while back, you said that you for October, you said that you were playing an Oktoberfest, like you were playing uh, some polka music. Oh, several, several, oh, several. Ooh, how were I mean, how were those? Those were fun. Those were, those were a lot more fun than I thought they would be. Um, I was like, okay, well, I have to get in Lederhosen. That's something. <laughs> um. Nice. I was I was not sure if I'd like that, but I mean that was okay. He sent me a picture while I was at work, and I about cried. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I got better leader hosen later. I got like yeah. black ones. Oh yeah. I got the ball black like full leather ones. Those were pretty good. Just but, for next um, time, you know, just yeah. in case. Oh yeah, but um, pretty much for that kind of stuff, it's a, it's a different vibe because usually when it comes to playing gigs, I will. I won't have a drop to drink when it comes to alcohol. Mm-hmm. With with in a polka gig, I can get away with a drink or two. It's just the vibe. The vibe makes sense. But for other gigs, I usually just try to like stay completely just off of anything. Put about water. You need to, yeah, you need, yeah, you need to start. Oh, water, yeah, but, you yeah. start <laughs> downing some like gold tequila shots right before your salsa gig. <laughs> no, like man. really start I, bringing out that extra like yeah, loose, yeah, yeah, start, your, start your lips would be very up. loose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't drink tequila even. It'd have to be like. Has to be like Medias or something. Like just a Corona with a lime, a single one. <laughs> Yikes. Man, like, yeah, but I mean, what I what I had over there was mostly like, I'd find whatever cider the place had, and oh, it happened bro. to be really good. Ciders are my favorite. Strawberry ciders. Yeah, you were sipping on an Angry Orchard here a second ago. Oh yeah, that on that on draft. Yeah. Is something else. Bro, Angry Orchard kind of hits. It's I like I like bottle? I like cider boys. Yeah. Yeah. There was also this place um, nearby, and they had this pear cider. Even though cider is strictly apple, like the word cider means like alcohol made from apple. Like that's what it was yeah. made. But pear, it, it it's a different name for the pear one. And even though 
we kind of know what cider is or the taste of it since it's so close we just call it cider so right. it's like pear apple or something is what it's supposed to be it's it's weird we just kind of like took the word and like changed it because right. <laughs> it, it, that's it, what it, americans do yeah okay. <laughs> they yeah. just associate cider with alcohol so it's like oh cider. Right, right. i mean cider can be non-alcoholic non-alcoholic like, cider is also really good my mom made some for christmas yeah that came out really nice I never. I don't and think I've ever had any. I had a few sips, and then I proceeded to put a, a shot of bourbon in it. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it was no longer a non-alcoholic. Yeah. But <laughs> Dang. Yeah. But yeah, like um, the music, the gig scene is a lot of the bar scene and stuff like that. So uh-huh. I just try to like, honestly. And since I'm. I'm, you guys know me. I'm a. I'm pretty much a lightweight. Um, I just try to like not drink at all at gigs because I yeah. know I need to drive later, and that keeps me like really focused on the gig too, not on the distractions and stuff around me either. Which it's it's okay to indulge, but it's a good standard. I mean, I don't drink during the week whenever I have work. Right. Only on the weekends. Right. You want to be focused for the task at hand, you know. Yeah, it just well, puts me to sleep. There Anyways. was one of the one of the better band directors in. Who came out of Florida? Mm-hmm. Remember Ivan Wansley, who would work with the concert bands at when we were in high school. Okay. He, I'll never forget what he said to me. He's like, always socialize after your work is done. Always work first, socialize later. Then you can compartment compartmentalize your life, and it makes it a lot easier. And I've been noticing that, like, yeah, the gig is fun, but the gig is also work. Then I can after the gig chat up for a while, you know. Yeah. And relax. You I feel know? like I couldn't chat during the gig. I would be, like, in the zone. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, feel like people who talk to me when I, whenever we had, like, concert, like, in between, it's just like, stop talking, dude. Right. Like, I don't care if we're walking. <laughs> I mean, if I show up early or something, if I was if I was playing a gig or something, I mean... Oh, of course. If, like, if I was confident enough in the music, if I show up early, I might have a beer or something or a cider. But, like, I yeah. don't think, I mean, I ain't going to be sitting there, hit me with a Russian mule, you know? Like, no. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be, like, sipping on a martini or no, something before not. a show. Like, you know. Me neither. I, I, if I show up, I'm probably going to not say much, sit down, look over my music, and right. get ready. I think your bandmates would be like, well, this guy's more confident. Yeah. Right. As they do, like, a line of cooking or something. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean I've seen some crazy stuff already. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to lie think, to you. I think Garrett's told us a few stories. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen people do cocaine before gigs. Like, I'm <laughs> before not going to say anybody. Gigs, he said no names. No names, but it gets done, you yeah, know? I mean, it gets done. <laughs> it gets that done. man played, I'll tell you. <laughs> he, said, he, he laid down some tunes. I mean, don't, I I mean don't get me wrong. Most of the people I play with are just like, that's not a, that's not a thing, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, it's like I I find it kind of offensive if someone next to me is like super drunk or like this is not yeah. we're about to play music because it kind of yeah. it kind of disrespects the music. Unless too. it's polka. I mean, yeah, some of those bands. <laughs> Unless it's polka, bro. I think Garrett has a code and he he doesn't want to like work with like super drunk people. I wouldn't yeah. want to. No, you don't. You don't. Fun. The music wouldn't be fun. It'd be like no, and then it's like we we all look a certain way to the audience after that the audience can be as drunk as they want that's not I mean yeah no I mean like you said it's it's read the room I mean if the room's like everybody's plastered you know like 
The poker and, room's uh, a little you, different. You don't want to be stiff, you know? Like right. you said, the poker room is, you, you, you got to let loose a little bit to, to fit in there. You're going to, you know, right. like you're going to you're gonna hit those bops, oh, bops, I, you know? I have so, many, so much more respect bops, for French horn okay. players Yeah. after playing all that polka music because polkas are pretty much marches, and I yeah. was playing the French horn part the whole time, all the upbeats, and I was like, whew. And it's like, it sounds not hard. Yeah, no, but, but it gets it's, tired. It's, it's very, stamina. very tiring. It's stamina. It's all the compression. That's the, the that was beats. all third trombone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like back in, 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 in high school, I used yeah. to be all in the third jazz. parts were like the technical parts. Yeah, it, it, back and in like, jazz band, whenever we, we, were, we were in jazz together in high school, my junior year uh, was the only year I made jazz one. Uh, Garrett was first trombone. Good friend Tommy was second. And then I was third with my friend Dave Bartels and the fourth trombone, which is the bass trombone, was Garrett's brother George. And I'm telling you, man, like, it's, you know, first trombone, you know, it's usually got the melody, or it's kind of like, um, like doing 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 yeah. a uh, doing like a call and response with either the saxophones or the trumpets, and then the second trombone's kind of filling in those like the chords, those yeah. those little chords and backgrounds, but. Boy, third trombone man is like rhythmic, and it, and it can be like on the E of the of the right. th- of the three, you know, on on the E of three, <laughs> like when he had to, or or yeah. the the O uh, of the of the measure. It was it was ridiculous sometimes, and like it, it kind of threw me through a loop oh, yeah. <laughs> a few times, and I think that's what like got me into the like especially syncopated rhythms and stuff like that and oh, yeah. like gent and things like that it, it you know if you get it back at the dot 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 you know like if you're if you're getting into complicated stuff like that you know it, it's kind of like it it, it 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 shouts out to me a little bit i like right. i like to listen and listen into the back and hear like these like like weird little like note. I'll give you like, a Morse code machine. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, yeah. Headbang into it. Yeah, for oh, real. Yeah. It's, it's like what literally. <laughs> the other curse about third trombone, and I never knew this until my first year of college. I played third that year in uh, yeah. Jeff Rupert's band at UCF. He was a cool guy. Oh yeah. And you're um, always like the root of the chord. Or you're well, having to turn in tune. You're the well, kind of, but you're well, also a lot of the times you're the leftover notes. Yeah. Like whatever, so pretty much fourth, first, second, we'll get all the notes, first, fourth trumpet and stuff. Third trombone has whatever they need in the chord, whatever they happen to need, and it does not matter how awkward that is on the instrument. Yeah. So like I remember this, and that was before I really got was able to sight read pretty well, and that kind of lear- made me learn how to sight yeah, read a lot. you play a lot of F sharp. Yeah, you'll play F sharp, it's... you'll play fifth position, you'll play some B naturals to... E natural, you'll just it's all weird. Yeah, and F sharp or F sharp, you never really play. Yeah. Like if you if you're like a first trombone or, or second, sometimes like right. depending on the music you're playing, usually F sharps are like you look at it and you're like, hold on a second, right. <laughs> like am I reading that right? Hold on, right. okay. Like, and then you, but like third, and even then, everything lays weird on the slide. Exactly, it's not great. And it, like, there's this one tune I'll never forget, it's and it's always slightly out of tune, right. no matter what you do. Right. <laughs> I don't or know. It just sounds like that to the ear, like. What is it? Um, this one, t- this one tune I'll never forget called "Little Pixie." It's a Thad Jones tune, mm-hmm. and just like the soli sections, you have all these fast eighth note runs, but third trombone has all the bad notes. Yeah. So it's just all of these fast eighth note <laughs> runs. It took me actually a week to figure it takes this you out. Like B natural to F yeah, sharp. Yeah, like back actually, to C, actually, you know, and you're like, like 
sixth, seventh position. You know, yeah, and you're yeah, just yeah. like you're juggling on the horn at that point. Trombone player's gone. Yeah. Weston over here sitting on his high throne playing guitar and trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> I said I just gotta move a few fingers and I'm gone. Uh, literally. Actually I will say this in in high school jazz. You're literally for guitar, you're not given like like here's the notes. You're given like what the chords are. Oh, yeah. And the whole band's playing that chord. So it's just me like do I play the whole chord or can I just play a triad? Because right. like if I play the whole chord, I'm like literally look like doubling like, everything. Like everything is weird, but it also wouldn't be right if you play just the chords because that's not how it's done. Like yeah. bossa nova, it's, you're gonna play in a certain way. See, and even, then like jazz guitar is like it's literally like they get rocket science. Out. It gets a rocket. It's a rocket science. It's like I can't. I can never hear jazz guitar unless exactly, unless yeah. it's turned up or especially. In I high actually school, would like, turn it down because I did not want to stick out. Because for what I was playing, I was like, yo, if I stick out, like, this ain't gonna be pretty. But right. I would normally copy whatever the bass is playing. Like I would, but my, like for what I was doing, I was just like, I right, I'm going with like what the bass player is playing because he's really good. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like was kind of fire. Yeah, yeah, but like, um, I would also like figure out like what other sections are doing, and then like I would kind of like create my own music, and then I would be playing, and if I wasn't called out, I was fine. And well, honestly, would... that's what I, that's what I did the whole semester. I mean, that's all I you didn't know. Do. I had no clue what I was Jazz doing. Jazz guitar, you know, it, oh, yeah, as long as it's rhythmic to some to some extent, and you, I mean, you can add some flair in there. Well, I mean, a, yeah. There's a thousand different ways to eat. there's a thousand different ways to comp, which is the funny yeah. part. Yeah, that's. There's a thousand mean. different ways to play a bass bass line. There's a thousand different ways to play a tumbao. You know, yeah. it's the craziest thing Indefinite. ever. Definitely. If anyone's wondering what what a tumbao is in Latin music, that's the bass line. They yeah. call it a tumbao. So, just for clarification, but there's a thousand ways yeah. to play that even, yeah. and a lot of times it's just the same four chords. Yeah. And you'll play the same thing. But it has to match up right with the clave every time. Yeah. But it's a lot of the time the same thing, but there's a thousand different ways to play the same thing. Yeah. And then in every chart, it's a little different. Yeah. But every uh, bass plays it different. For guitar, like the charts that you're given, it's like the full chord, like. A flat seventh sus four blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> it's like what? Like what? Like that? What and, like, and I'm like, I don't know those chords. Like, because at the time I'm, I'm like, oh, I know what a seventh and I know what this is. But then it was just like, well, here's like the extensions were this, the, the extensions way, right? were crazy. And I'm like, do I play those extensions? Is it necessary for right. me? Because I'm not gonna. Be, no one's gonna hear that. In the, the, soul, in the solo everybody's section. playing. Everybody's playing the extensions. Yeah, remove yeah. the root, augment. The so what I just do is play just like the 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 bass notes, like the important stuff. Right. The thick stuff, you know. Copying the <laughs> solos, you got to put the extensions. Yeah, like cause... if I was if I was doing a solo or something that had like a rhythmic run. Yeah. So what you're saying, time. you're gonna down to the E string and you're just gonna hit riffs. <laughs> I mean, you're just gonna start chugging. <laughs> I <over> mean, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. It was it, it was fun. I, I had fun playing the music or playing in jazz back in the day. We, you know. I remember going to Port Orange Jazz Festival. It's like it's oh yearly. yeah Lakeside yeah. yeah Lakeside Jazz Festival. It's a Port Orange, Florida. It's like free for um, people that want to come out and listen. And yeah, there's it's, a bunch it, of high school there's jazz a bunch of judges. Yeah. There's food trucks. There's events. There's people Arts with vendors and stuff like that. It's a really yeah. really nice event and it's really cool and it's around this really pretty lake and you can walk around a circle and there's people like walking their dogs hanging out laughing you know oh, yeah. it's a very and then very, there's like a competition going very, on there's judges yeah, and one judges and yeah. everything and i remember no one sees that but 
Yeah, I, I remember going, like, going out there and, like, you know, people are going wild, you know? Like, there's other bands there, other kids there that are doing the same thing, like, as your day-to-day, you know? They're, they're, they're going to their rehearsals, their practices, right. and they're, they're, they're focusing on their music, you know? And they're listening, you know, they're practicing the same few charts a day and... You know, back then that was you know in high, your high school jazz career. Your your that was your life. You, right. you went you went to your school. You did your homework, but then you practiced your your parts and you went to after school school rehearsals and everything like that. So it was really fun to like go up there and be on the stage and have people that actually understand what you're playing and like understand the 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 um, minor complexities of the music and the right. things that you have worked so hard for. Like I remember there was a few times whenever we were playing um, at the end of the day um, there they have like a, a bigger band come out one was um was, jeff rupert's yeah, like yeah, the, the U- U- UCF, ucf jazz actually, band yeah ucf when i was UNF there played, played uh uf yeah yeah my freshman and sophomore year junior year was covid so we didn't get to play but yeah we went out there too and i bet sure. you they'll be out there this year too. see and i remember being out there and i mean i think i was sitting next to garrett and, and most of those port orange trips oh yeah and we'd hear like the 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 Barry Sachs or something drop a note or you know and or 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 the trumpet um slide and not slide in but like glissando into something yeah. like you know the minor complexities that they like work in not necessarily via the music but via the like actual musician right things like that start sticking out mm-hmm. and then when you get a reaction out of the crowd if you're the one on stage and you get that reaction it feels like you completed life like right. it feels like you got a check mark on the list or an achievement right. it popped up on the, the bottom of your screen the best the best times to get a reaction out of a crowd that makes you feel most the most uh, fulfilled is when you do it with the least amount of notes yeah. Like, I was listening to this live recording. Uh, it's. <clears throat> you should say that to guitar players. Because they'll just, like. Like, Ooh, yeah. a bunch of notes. And just but, like, like yeah, I was listening to this live recording of Mark Nightingale, one of my favorite trombone players. And literally, he started the solo with. Right after that lick, there was a yeah from the audience. I'm like, I just want yeah. a yeah like that. Yeah. Like, because just. Being able to move an audience member with two notes is something yeah. that I'm striving for, you know? It's just, you got to find that, if it, if it speaks, you know, you right. just got to find someone to listen. Right. You, you got to get it to the point where it's, you know, universal. Music is universal, you right. know? Like, even people people listening now to the podcast, like, you guys listen to your own music, you know? Right. There's, there's music out there, and I bet half of you don't know how to play music or anything like that. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, since it's universal, like, people can talk. Like, what was that line from um, La La Land? He said that that jazz was born from a bunch of people who didn't know how to talk, right. <laughs> like, to each other. Because it was, like, a Frenchman and Russian and right. an English dude. All, all inside this one room, an Italian guy, you know, Latin Americano, you know. They're and all they're trapped like in this cre- room and, and they, people, can't, yeah. they can't converse. But then they pull out their instruments and they start talking through music. You right. know, they they know how to do the call and response with that. It's a universal language; right. people understand it, which is crazy. Like, right. We're I the like... only animal in the world that can comprehend both, like rhythm and and tonality. You know, not not I don't think any other animal in the world can no. comprehend both of them. One can do one, one can do the other, but they can never do both. Right, and it, that makes it, it just even further unique. Like it's. 
I love music. Oh, yeah. And, like, it doesn't matter the language either, like, the language no. that they're singing or whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah, no, absolutely it's... not. You know, I, I'll, I'll listen to opera any day, and they oh, yeah. usually speak in Old Latin. Or, like, Italian. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it's Italian, a lot of it's... There's some Spanish operas, too, a yeah. lot of French operas. And you don't understand any of it, because a lot no. of it's just super melismatic. Mm-mm. You know? Yeah. But, like, um, it's it's funny, it's funny, man. Especially when you put on some good Spanish music. And I'm learning Spanish as I go along, but I don't. I'm not fluent yet. It doesn't matter if you understood what they said. It's one of my favorite you. genres is like Japanese math rock and Japanese jazz. Oh yeah. And they'll they'll have vocalists come on. Um, one of my favorite bands is named Gioko, and they're they're like this kind of softcore math rock band. Very, very beautiful. They have like this piccolo player, their flute player. I'm pretty sure it's piccolo, but you know it might be flute. Um, and the the way that, that they build their band around that, it's very unique. You don't really hear that in, in math rock often. Right. And, and they're, they're, it used to be my my alarm in the morning because it's just such a pleasant sound. And, the, and it was, oh, it's, it's so good. Right. What is it? Um. Yeah. Well, have you ever heard, have you ever seen, um, speaking of uh, Japanese musicians, you ever seen those Japanese salsa bands where no. they don't know a lick of Spanish and then they go up to the stage and sing perfect Spanish the whole way through? No, you ever seen that? But it doesn't it doesn't surprise that doesn't me. Win it is no. amazing. Yeah. It is some some of the most moving stuff. It I'm telling you, bro. Some of the most there, moving there's, stuff there's, ever. Well, doesn't Jizu? Jizu's mm. another yeah. Latin Japanese jazz band. It's like a jazz fusion. Um right. they have a Latin song in in one of their albums. Yeah. And boy can they play some Latin? Man? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they, they like it comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You start pushing it, bro. Oh yeah. And you, you feel that drive, like, you know, every like Latin feels like that engine that 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 engine that the the, the uh, rhythm section kind of pushes forward. It, it's it, it's all torque, right? In Latin. Well, it has it, to be. It's driving, you know. Like it, ha- it has to be. You like know? you know, if you're if you're playing some bop or if you're playing something like like swing, you know, yeah. you, you might have a bit more horsepower, or some some really fat tires on it, you right. know, you, like you, 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 an, an equivalent or like in, in a metaphor, but like with latin you got that torque you got that like absolute power it, you you lay back but you're getting pulled with the music right because you know? like you everything is perfectly everything has to be perfectly placed right in the middle yeah but in a way that energizes the music forward mm-hmm. because dancers will be able to tell in two seconds if there's something not right in that rhythm oh, section. absolutely like if you're a cabo player in the montuno man like you just have to be right it right on it and it has to be exactly on it the whole time yeah and i'll be able to tell like I listen to cowbell mostly for the one, the clave, and two, the time. Yeah, or the, the, duck, 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 the duck, drive, duck, yeah. Duck, duck, and the, duck, the clave, duck, or duck, the, sorry, duck, 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 the duck. cowbell will tell you where the the two and the clave is. Yeah. Two, three. That's where the two yeah. is, right? So, like, they have to be right on it. Yeah. And then the conga has to be right with that. So does the tumbao and the montuno. The montuno being another name for what the piano plays. Yeah. But the Montuno is also the section with the, in salsa with the the voices, yeah. with the background voices, and like the dancers will know. That's why it has to be so exact. The dancers will know it immediately if it doesn't feel right. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I can't dance to this. I don't know. Yeah, this feels weird. Like they'll know. They're just it's it's something. It's it's amazing. I don't know how, uh, how else to describe it. To be honest, 
have you been listening to anything that's really got you worked up recently, Weston? Really got you moving? Really oh, got man. you shooting? For a while, I wasn't able to actually listen to music. It was yeah. weird. I, like, literally would get dizzy listening to music because I was sick. Do you have vertigo? I don't know what I had, but um, it was somewhat of light meningitis. I, I've had it before, but, like, I think I had just had a lighter case of it, but, like, it was just making me very sensitive. But, like, when I did, when I was listening to music, I've been listening to a lot of weird music. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That's cool. I, I haven't been listening to much jazz in a while. Uh, hey, bro, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. but like. Transition I, it. Give us what no, you No, I've just. I don't know what I've been listening to. I've just. I don't wanna say I've been listening to like. I don't know. I was listening to. Uh, what's it called? What's the genre called? Dream Pop. I think it's Dream Pop. Called. Yeah, Dream Pop. Uh, Beach House is a band. They're pretty good. Okay. Um, I listen to them quite a bit. Uh, what's the other band? Something Sister. You're on Mars Volta grind for there for. A I was. Bit. I mean, I've always have been. I I listen to a bunch of weird bands. I I listen to everything from. Mars, Di- Mars Volta's the, really good too. Yeah, they're really good. I listen to everything from Dillinger Escape, which actually has quite a few like Latin, like kind of crazy jazz stuff and yeah. and really complicated stuff. But like uh oh, I can listen to them to. I don't know. Sometimes I'll like go back into like. My roots of Duran Duran and all that. We're listening to um, Fit for an Autopsy earlier. I mean, yeah, that's like some metal stuff, Oof. which is like you know, kind of like whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, like, I, if it's in the mood, I don't know, because sometimes I'm like, what, what car ride? What's the mood of this car ride? Girl, I when Tim he comes put in, he put I, he put Rivers and I Leon, bro, and I was out like a baby. Yeah, you, I, you I fell can, asleep. I I, like, lo- I love. But if I put anything else, if I put on Beach House, you'd have been like. Like right to sleep, probably. No, bro. I, I, honestly, it takes it takes very special music to put me to sleep. Like, and and I really? have to really like the music to put me. But to I sleep. S- I can't sleep with music on. But if it, only yeah. if I really like I, it. I think a lot when I listen to music. So I, that's why I can't listen. Like I love like classical music, but if I was to go to sleep while listening to class, classical, I can't do that. Yeah, it like, makes I'll you be like excited. thinking. I'll be thinking and like. Right. Like, what's going like, on right here? No, I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. I could literally put on a salsa track and go to sleep. No, I can't. I, I can't couldn't. do it. Uh, you know, I mean, on the way on the way home, we were listening to Rivers and Nile. Or Nile. 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 Yeah. Rivers and Nile. And, you know, it... That's weird. They're, they're an odd band because they have, like, saxophone, but they're also, like, a metal band, so it's... It's, like, black metal almost, no, right? It's, it's they're, like, they're on the more technical side. Yeah like melodic and like but like they'll do like like was that bluegrass for a second yeah (laughs) was that like because they have so many like different things like i mean like one of their albums they had like saxophone solos and like craziness but then they'll go into like the roots of like what they are as a band but like for like their latest album it was more like conceptual so like there was like some parts i was just like this feels like like um, I'm walking in a, f- a worker's field, or it's like what? Like, it's kind of hard to explain that like, a worker's field, but like it's just right. like this feels like work music, like right. like hard rock. But then it'll go into like there's a saxophone solo. It's like this doesn't make much sense. Right. But um, I actually haven't been listening to a lot of music that I like because I'm like writing music, and it's like really hard to like to listen to music and then like while while writing music, because then when you're writing music. You're, like, you're gonna write. You're, you're gonna you copy the artist you're yeah, listening to. It happens. I actually have done that many times. Like there was this one time, I was writing music. Um, this is like, 
quite a while ago, probably about four years ago, and I was really big into this band called uh, Scaled Summit and their instrumentals. Yes. And for a long time, I was like writing music that was just like, huh, this sounds like Scale the Summit. Especially right? if you go for something <laughs> unique. Like you can listen, Scale the Summit song, song, or songs sound completely different from each other, but yeah. yet have some sort of familiar yeah. familiarity right. from it. So like you can put one on, you can be like, oh, this is Scale the Summit, but you can't name the song. Yeah. It, and it's they're you know everybody like it's just kind of the same curse that Pliny has you know it's I mean not Pliny, even a curse. actually I take that back you know Pliny is a one more one of kind of scale summit honestly I don't listen to them at, anymore because they're, it's just kind of like all the songs just sound the same and there's nothing it doesn't have like it just feels flat like there's yeah. no like but Pliny it's just like like I feel like I'm going up and down mountains and like there's glaciers and there's like like fields of grass like I feel like I'm like moving somewhere whereas yeah. like the scale of the scale summit, summit really it's just like, like feels it, like it feels fire. like not much that it's just it's feels the like the same terrain it's, it's just yeah right. there's like no it's like like, a plateau there's right? a few yeah. there's a few like guitar solos but there's nothing that's his, like his well, old, the older albums are really good um, I mean the newer yeah. stuff is kind of so-so but the the older albums like Novus Alas or whatever what yeah, is it called yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very you know scale the summit was one of my favorite bands when yeah, I was first I mean, getting I saw them live before the band like broke apart and like that was cool to see but like at the same time like at that time when i was writing music which i always do but like it's really hard to like like write music and then like listen to music that you're like really enjoying sometimes you just need the silence yeah exactly. to be able to like think so like while doing that it's just like like um, you gotta hear it in your head i mean that too but also it's just like you're well i can only write while playing with the instrument i'm either using piano to write or i'm using my guitar to write and it's really hard to like like think of music that you like while trying to write music because then you Especially, literally will yeah. start to write that right. music out. Well, I, I experience the same thing actually when playing because yeah. if I'm listening to a certain artist, like especially a few years ago, 2019, I was listening to a lot of Frank Rosalino, another one of my favorite trombone players, but I started sounding a lot like Frank Rosalino and don't get me wrong, some of his stuff I still use in my own playing because I think it's just great, but I'm like, hey, like... Don't make your don't make your sound sound too much like one player. Like you want a mix of players so that you exactly. can sound like Garrett, you know? Yeah. So I mean I feel like my two biggest influences are Curtis Fuller. I listen to him a lot in high school and stuff. Yeah. And then Frank Rosalino. But I just try not to let one sound dictate my own personal sound. Because then exactly. you then you just sound like someone else. And I like I think, to learn I, from my favorite artists. Like there's right. I'll, I'll steal. Like there's no problem stealing. Like oh, yeah. one of my favorite like songs I was learning for a very long time, uh, the song's called Swim to the Moon. But uh, by this band um, called Between the Bear and Me, and I love that band a lot. But like um, that song, it's just a, it's like a, I think, really long song. But like I think it's fourteen minutes. But like there was like this guitar part where I, like I was playing it so much, and then I like I kind of like wrote my own kind of variation of it. And I'm like, you know, that's mine. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of copied off, and I'm like, you know, I I changed it up a little bit. I like it, and I I play it all the time. Right. It's like a, like one of my practice songs I I do. But like you just that's. That's okay. I find yeah, it okay. It, that's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you hear something, it really motivates you to push some sort of creativity out. It'll influence you, especially later on down the road. Whenever you are writing your own, you can go back to that. If you hear something, you like, oh, we can tweak it a little bit here, and you, you like, you're changing something that's there to something your own. You know, I mean, right? You, they're sure there was. I a never delete before, anything. But, like when I write music, I use this program. I have like. A USB drive that has music from like 2013, 2014, yeah. and I won't delete that, even if it sucks. 
I won't delete it. Right. I mean, there's there's things where I'm like, man, this is just really bad. <laughs> like this is bad. Yeah. No, nah, I'll keep it just because it shows that I progress. Right. From where I was to now. Yeah. I saw recordings from. Who knows when of my trauma <laughs> playing? I don't get rid of them. I'm like, they embarrass me a little bit, but in a yeah. good way. It's like, hey, you got to look better. back on. You can look back at where you've come from. The, from there. Yeah. Well, I have a I have an album recommendation. If if you guys would like to listen, um, there's this band called Maraton, M A R A T O N. Okay. They um they opened or they I don't know if it was a co-headline or open, but they played with this band Leprous on a tour where Leprous was a headliner and Leprous is one of my favorite bands they released an album last year Avalon I think yeah um one of like one of the the best albums to come out of 2020 we saw them live too yeah 2021 I mean like that yeah they are literally phenomenal they have like a world class cello player yeah the cello came out on stage and I'm telling you all every hair everybody, on my body. Everybody like up. shut oh, up yeah. in the crowd. Like everybody was like talking, this is like a drinking. Heavy metal cloud it was literally crowd. a heavy, heavy metal band, like or like venue and and yeah. fans, you know. Yeah. So you see these people wearing all black and like some of them have like like these weird Spikes you know, like spike belts and stuff, you know. Everybody and, like, was moshing. combat boots and there was like and, and like <laughs> everybody was joking around and drinking beers and stuff. And then this cello walks on stage and the lights dim down. And he starts playing this solo piece that, like, got people emotional. <laughs> like, you saw it on their faces. They were, like, almost about like, to cry. Oh, and I, I remember I was mid-conversation, like, mid-thought, and I was, like, trying to speak a sentence. And I literally just stopped with my mouth open and just watched this man as he, as he, like, took his soul and poured it onto these strings. It was insane. One of the best. He, he plays in another band with his wife. Yeah. That band's called The Visit. The Visit? Yeah. Or the visitor. Okay. Um, they're. I mean, they're based in Canada, I think, but like, really beautiful. And it's like you're dealing with like his influence, and it's also his wife influence, and she's like I think Middle Eastern. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. But like, it's like very like like whoa like the use of like the cello and like her voice. What was together. that one guy? Um, Ramdi or. He he records the music on the toy instruments and stuff. You showed me to him to showed him to me once. Sometimes, like he was like in the mountains. Oh, and he uh, does the like Ty, Ty, um, Tygon something. He's a piano composer from Armenia. Yeah, um, he he's played he has he's done big like shows for like Berkeley. Tigron Aham Hamasyan. I'm gonna spell it because I'm horrible at pronouncing. T i g r a n space h a m a s y a n. He's he's worked with so many artists, and he's worked with um, like Tosin Abasi from Animals Leaders. He's worked with like guitar players. He's he's very he's super influenced actually in like heavy metal music, and you wouldn't be able to tell. But if you were to listen to the music, you'd be like, wow, that sounds like. Something from it's the very very like, beautiful and it's not 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 in the why in not in the ways of like um the like the aggression or necessarily the sounds that you would hear but like the chord progressions and the rhythms that you would hear in metal music or at least the more technical side like progressive metal and and technical metal or melodic not, mellow or other than metal. his technical playing like skills like he's also a great singer and, oh, absolutely. and he can whistle while playing like oh, piano too very it really crazy because you'll hear like this like voice on top of all this like this, the soundscape basically, right. and you'll just it's like a bird going through like, 
uh, windy. It's it's, it's really extra distant. Extra, it is, extra texture. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and it, it adds this like level. It's almost like an overtone that you right. can hear, and it's 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 like it's he's whisper. It's, it's like he's whistling like the ghost note that was supposed to be heard, but he's just like, well, here it is or something. I don't know. But right. like, it's 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 really cool. Mm-hmm. But um, that that band, um, or that artist. See, I'm gonna try to say it again, or Western can attempt it this time. Oh man, I'm bad with names. You just gave the phone. You just <laughs> Tigran, Tigran, uh, Hamasian. Yeah, I just yeah butchered Something. it. Yeah. I butchered it, but like he's amazing. But he's cool. Speaking of that cello player you guys mentioned yeah. earlier, I actually had a similar experience at um, a couple months back. I went to the Florida Orchestra concert in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the Florida Orchestra, but no, they're with Taylor and Chris. No, no, no I went no. with Nathan. Oh, Nathan, that yeah. time. Okay, I remember that one. And then I went down to St. Pete. Okay. Because they play in the Tampa area. And they were not only doing well, one of the most famous symphony pieces ever, Symphony Fantastique, mm-hmm. which I was like, I have to see that. I've never seen that in concert before. Yeah. They were also doing two world premieres of they had they weren't world premieres of the trombone solos, but they were world premieres of the symphony orchestra okay. arrangements and the principal trombone of florida orchestra is french his name is joel weiss and he's honest honest to god one of the best trombone players ever i've ever heard live yeah it was just absolutely amazing the whole time high register low register everything was just so beautiful like nothing else like it no and then the just this the, the kind of not wanting to say I mean, when you hear when you hear something like that, it really speaks out, and right. you know, like it'll play it'll play in your head. I remember the first concert I went to was an Animals as Leaders concert. Alluvial opened, and I never heard Alluvial, and I remember like those. Are, that's always the best feeling. The first songs, the yeah. first songs that they played, like you know, it sounds like uh, like once you get through this wall, it's like it's like there's this curtain and like you can kind of see what's under the curtain but you can't see the full thing but once those curtains open up you see this grand canvas like with all these special colors and articulates you know like right like to detail and everything like you know it, like when i got to that concert the curtain was closed and i could only peek under the canvas but once that first band started playing and the curtain slowly opened and then animals as leaders started playing i got the whole picture right you know and i really kind of realized like how how emotional and how like connected like a band can be to their audience and and how much the music can not only move the artist but the person that's enjoying the music it's crazy how that concert happened in like 2016 exactly but like i will say like um i remember yeah i remember that was yeah i took you to that concert because he played he played the brain dance live yeah and and, and, that's an acoustic uh classical guitar like riff and he's like literally he has it on a stand because it's so technical that he can't hold it on his strap he's also playing two guitars he has a electric guitar so he has one guitar that's on his body then he has a guitar that's on a stand so that he can just switch over to another guitar like which is really cool it's beautiful and it's like it 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 almost brought tears to my eyes and 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 they're animals as leaders if you don't know them they're they're classified with as the metal? genre I, as metal I, progressive metal or whatever i don't but even I feel, I feel it's, like it's like a jazz you know there's so many you know what are genres anymore when you start getting into metal yeah. because you're going to say progressive metal there's melodic so metal metalcore and all this stuff you know music is music at this point there's metal it's, it's widened out i've listened you know? to metal that just sounds 
straight up like aggressive jazz. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. it's it's the, so so killing. But, like, but you know, it's it has this like poetry to it in in, in some of their in some of their songs and music, and it's they have these like gent undertones. So so you'll hear this man like like plucking beautifully like on on his guitar and then like the next song even though there's no voices or no lyrics or no words you, the crowd's literally singing along mm-hmm. right like right. like one of them what is what physical what education Physi- yeah physical, physical education. education the entire crowd was was humming the rhythm it's like yeah it, we were in everybody was everybody was yeah, everybody's the entire... like everybody's clapping to the sound like everybody's a nerd in the, cr- the crowd basically so everybody's like basically a musician right. at these concerts and everybody's like literally clapping on the the ands and the the threes and the right. everything and it's and it's it, funny. Physical, physical education is actually I listened to that the other day actually. The, the song mm, from Animals is amazing. You should listen to you should listen to Brain Dance. I yeah. mean that goes more into I think like, I've shown you the, Brain Dance. the Spanish influence you have, yeah. in the band because they they play a lot of like Latin kind of like it feels like a really dark like the songs are very dark. Like the the timbre of them or like the like the, the overall lyric. how like the feel of the song is like wow this is like. Hmm. To give you insight, right. like Animals is leaders. The lead guitarist was the lead guitarist in Tram. Oh, you know? for real? Yeah, Seven yeah. Days to Sunday. You know the and that is yeah, that's an amazing recording. Yeah, absolutely. You got me absolutely. into that. that Tram is, Tram is I have that on a CD. Inverted ballad. Yeah, ridiculous. If you're if you're listening, like it's t dot r dot a dot m is it two m's? I think it's no two one. M's. It's one. It is. Yeah. Well, just look for just look for a gorilla in a suit, and there's like some like what is it like a. Like a, like yeah, a space it's a space alien or yeah. something serving. Yeah, know? it's something crazy. It's weird. But it's album. so good. It's such a good album. And and you know, they, it was a one and done weird. kind of thing. But you know, Tosin went on to move to the Animals as Leaders scene, and yeah. bro, did he do a good job? And they're oh, coming yeah. out with a new album this month, or not this month, but this year, I think. And yes. they they put out a, a single last year, this, Monolith yeah. or something like yeah. that. Very. Ooh, it's yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh. Yeah. Um, there's actually a lot of metal bands that are doing like um, interpretive dancing in their music videos. Oh yeah, like Sundance with um, Novena. Yes, but yeah. uh, there's a bunch of bands like um, there's this one metal core band called um, oh, what are they called? Um, Make them suffer, which is sounds like a crazy uh, name of a band, but like they have like this like literally in a uh, music video of like interpretive dancing, and Animals as Leaders that one of their music videos has interpretive dancing too. Yeah. So it's like. Another art form. Oh, that one is sick. I've seen yeah, that one we, when they're out in the pond. And yeah, they're, it's choreographed. It's yeah, it's it's crazy to see and to see in like this genre of music too. It, there's so many levels of artistry, you know. In like stepping away from the metal scene, like there's a band. Um, I don't know the artist's name. Weston does though. Um, the Deer Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. He he has a bunch of side projects. One of them is uh, honorary astronaut. Yeah. And, you know. He ha- he makes all of the music videos. He makes he writes all the music. He he, he sings and he plays the guitar. He with, does with these three D rendering. He does rendering. He does the three D rendering. Music everything. Videos. Everything. This everything. man, you know, like when you start getting into these, I want like the nerd level of music like this. Like the artistry gets taken to another another level right. because they have so much. They do to the outpour. recordings. They do the the coding. They absolutely. Like, they learn you know. everything to make their own world they have basically. so much stuff to pour into like so much soul to pour into this music that they want to present that 
it overflows into other things you know it'll it'll overflow into the music video or overflow into ideas for next song you know and this the deer hunter has five acts like five albums and each one tells a narrative from start to start to end you know what you did show me that yeah and and each 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 act leads up to this story about this man facing challenges through life and just trying to figure out not necessarily the simplicities but the to feel satisfied towards the end and it's a it's a very complex lesson. story too very, like, it is very, he does bad things in the story he deals with these problems and, he's dealing in a time where like uh, in america industrial age world war he's he world war one world war one he, he's dealing with like love he's dealing with like hate he's dealing with like making past deals mistakes, past like, mistakes the memories of them and the um and then dealing with like almost like and trying it just self-acceptance basically yeah. and trying to like i think he gets a son in one of the later acts and mm-hmm. he has to like like rekindle not or like reconnect his relationship with not only himself but with his son and mm-hmm. just tr- like tries to settle everything out and he actually released another act after that because he didn't like the last the way the last one tied everything together and then he also did another one which i don't know was that a final act the one the the it's it's an orchestral or symphonic it's orchestral yeah but it's not like well here it is like here's the end of it but like uh it was more just like what he does but like for the deer hunter like they're not gonna like release something. They're not gonna go by what the fans say. They're oh, gonna go. They're not. gonna go by like what they want. Oh, which is it, they they're not gonna be like, right. oh yeah, the last. Just not. I don't. I can't. I don't want to spoil. It. It's like a movie. It feels like. But like, yeah. they're not gonna like revive people. They're not gonna like bring back people from like a story or like to do right. that. But like it, it messes up because the whole entire all the suites are programmatic, which means yeah they tell a story through through their music yeah so if you go switch it into it in another section it kind of just messes everything up and they they just they released don't do that they just released another album or an ep kind that's, of last they, year well what it they was released indigo child that's yeah. for a movie that's, that's not a, that's movie? that's not for a what movie it was for a short film Okay. That was not like. Well, I want to watch it okay. because I, I that sounds the music. Everybody thought that was an album, like an EP. Like yeah, it was, but like that was. It was beautiful. That was it intended was... for a short film, and everybody, no one really knew that. They're like, oh, it's just the chord, like the indigo child, you know, yeah. and it, yeah. it, it, it has these harmonics, and they actually have, they have them, they have two songs in there which are the same song but one's covered by a male and then the other one's covered by a female and the 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 variations the slight variations that you notice in the differences between the two songs are like oh yeah the just the just the difference between baritone to to soprano oh yeah you know oh yeah well it's a whole different color yeah exactly exactly and he's a brilliant brilliant Mm -hmm. man like absolutely beyond like the you know and Weston mentioned their name earlier um between the buried and me oh, the, okay. they 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 They're released the colors co- yeah. colors two album oh yeah going yeah. back to like um an album like, like color like color patterns two decades ago yeah colors one was released in 2010 they did a 10th anniversary yeah. colors tour was it 2010? I, th- I don't remember. It was early 2000. But either way, we went to the 10th anniversary tour of Colors. The Colors. Yeah. Their first album. Right. They released Colors 2, a sequel to the album, mm-hmm. 10 years, tw- 12 years later. You know? And even though there was that much time, the f- color palette, like you said, like from, from there before, the color palette's the same, but matured. 
And like like the way that composers can find their own groove going back to how Weston was saying, like you gotta find your own thing, you can't listen to someone else or something. I mean it it felt like that you just picked up the book again. It literally the way, I remember when we first listened to it, Weston listened to it, and he said it sounded like he recorded it the day after he finished recording the other one. You would think, like, the vocalist, like, over time, like, you would think, like... He would get there, some sort some, of grain But he's actually, like, a really good vocalist, and he keeps care of his voice. Like, he does, like, singing. He does, like, harsh stuff. But, like, right. there's you have to do, like, the harsh stuff could, like, hurt your voice. And, oh, absolutely. But, like, there's a way to correctly do it. Right. And there's a way to correctly sing without hurting your voice, too. So, like... For a lot of metal vo- vocalists, it's always like, man, this is like a really like heavy band. But how long is this band really gonna last? Because like, if they're gonna be this heavy, like I mean, like not heavy, but like if the vocals is gonna be this like, like, t- like rough on themselves, like right. are they doing it correctly? This I always think of that. Um, but like, I mean, they there's, they there's, don't give up. They keep I mean, going. Yeah. They keep going. Yeah. And it's well, like even even then, it's like a lot of vocalists, especially back in the day, that a lot of male vocalists tended to sing higher and it's like over time they'd lose some of that range mm-hmm. and it's like did they did they lose it just because their voices got deeper or did they lose it because of damage to the actual yeah, vocal, normally what happens, yeah. vocal cords I, I mean, you never I, know I remember um, I was watching this like document well not documentary but I think I read it actually but like for opera pro- players like they would go on like these like f- think of like fasting for food but like talking they wouldn't talk at all, like, a con- no conversation, and this would be from like months, just to like control. Like they would practice, but they wouldn't like use it for anything else. Right. And they would do this, resting. They would they would be resting, but they would be resting for like long periods of time, and or they would be like, um, just to be able to work on music only, and then like rest, and then like music. Right. It was it was really interesting. I, I don't remember where I, I learned about that, but I was just like, right. Well, a lot of brass players will actually take, especially like some of the orchestral guys, will take like a month off in the summer mm-hmm. to re- rejuvenate their chops. Now, for me, I feel like I feel like I really just can't do that. I remember I, I can't take a month off. It I just remember back in I think it was doesn't help from freshman year to sophomore year because it was Eric Joshnick that made the comment. For freshman year to sophomore year, I didn't pick up my horn once from like summer break. Right. Like I didn't, I didn't practice. I didn't do anything. And I remember coming back for summer band camp for sophomore year, and Eric's like, "I don't know what you did over the summertime, but your tone has improved tenfold." Right. <laughs> I was, well, I was like, huh? <laughs> I said, "My lips are kind of stiff because I haven't done anything." <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't, I don't know. And that was actually the year. Remember that I got the, I think the most improved award at right. the uh, whatever because Mr. Flinner said or the band director said that I had the best audition he heard, at least by improvement standards, right. or even like just the best refer- like audition that year. I don't know what it was, what he said per like verbatim, but you know, I don't, I don't know what I did. I didn't do nothing, <laughs> you know? Right. So, you know, no, like, like I'll take a day off every now and then, but a month now I can't do it. I should have. I, I should have. I can't do it. I mean, if I was that, if I did that good and I didn't practice, I should have practiced <laughs> and see where I would have ended up. But you know, um, when it comes to like making music, I, I will never like force something. Like even for like art, like if it's not working, like I'm not gonna force like like a mass like make it a masterpiece. Like nothing's gonna be a masterpiece. But like it happens. You, I'm not gonna like force myself to like write something good. Like if it's not happening right there, right then, like 
I'm not gonna work on that right now. I'm gonna move to some something else. I'm not gonna like waste my time, like trying to like push and push and push. I might come back to it after a month and be like, bam, hit it. And Master- I'm like, oh wow, just wow. Masterpieces happen on uh, happen totally by accident. Yeah, that's exactly how that happens. Like uh. <laughs> On the Blue Train recording, John Coltrane's Blue Train recording, mm-hmm. uh, Moments Notice was named Moments Notice because Curtis Fuller got the sheet music, the trombone player, and he's like, do you literally expect me to know these changes in a moment's notice? And that's what they named the tune. That's funny. And the tune is absolutely beautiful. That goes for um, the one performance. For, I mean, not this... I feel like when it comes to like jazz, and I feel like when people say snarky puppy, snarky puppy, snarky puppy, it's like, man, you like, you're at the, like, the beginning level of like jazz, I feel like. Which is Snarky Puppy's great, but like, there's like the one performance uh, they did live performance, and like the drummer like learned about learned the whole entire performance on a plane without a drum set. Right. And it was like it's like one of the best performances. Oh yeah. Like, Which one? Drumming Lingus. Lingus, yeah. yeah. I mean, not just Lingus. The whole but set. everything. The whole set. The whole oh, set. Dang. And he was a, he he just like started the band, so he didn't really know any of the players. So imagine just being a new player in a band. And you're about to play like, and that's one of the best sets that you've ever done. We yeah, like I mean, it yeah. here is the one of the best albums they've done, and I right. think they recorded yeah. it in that set. Like, it, it's but he learned that whole composition, the whole thing. Because that was Corey Henry. In it. Corey and Henry Corey, is the piano, the yeah. piano player, and Sounds he has a solo. He's, he is one of the best piano players on the face of this planet. Yeah, yeah, he's he's phenomenal. amazing. Yeah. And the band director, the bass player, I don't know his name. Uh, he's the bass... Well, I mean, there's a few people... Who, there's actually a lot of people who are in that band who are, like, band leaders. The trumpet player has his own um, trio. The, I mean, the bass player is kind of, like... I don't know if he's, like, the guy of Snarky he, Puppy. I think he's the leader of I think Snarky he is. Puppy I, I, itself. Yeah, but, like, you have Corey Henry. Yeah. You have the All drummer, these big brain people, like... You have everybody in that band. And, like, not even, like, uh, the trumpet player. Um, you have uh, Mark... Uh, for, it starts with L, but... He's the guitar player in the band too, yeah. and he has his own like, like band. He does yeah. his own like side gig, and he's big. Um, he does a lot of like baritone guitar stuff and like normal guitar stuff. And he works with other artists and like other things. Like everybody in that band are like superstars, basically. Oh yeah. Like, One of the uh, well, band that caliber, you 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 have to be. Oh yeah. yeah. Hmm. What is it? You know, but. One of the one of the, another band like Snarky Puppy that I used to listen to. It's funk though. It's like strictly funk was lettuce. Oh yeah, yeah I was just thinking lettuce actually. Lettuce is lettuce one of my is favorites. Amazing. Ghost Notes and good. Yeah, Ghost one. Note is really good. Yeah. Ghost Note is equivalent to kind of like Hiatus Coyote, um, mm-hmm. to like a weird like R and B kind of yeah. style. Yeah, Ghost jazz. Note has like a bunch of funky people. In oh, too. they also Thundercat is just, no, uh, no. Yeah, no. I think he's worked with them once or no, twice. Well, who, it was I Kendrick. Mean, Kendrick worked with Ghost Note, I think, once. There's a bunch of people who's worked with Ghost Note, but um, Ghost Note, their bassist is um, Mono Neo, and he he wears nothing but like quilts. And he wears like beanies. He's like very like colorful, as in like what he wears, right. but also like just how he is. Um, you Probably reflects in his playing too. He's he he's a amazing. I lied. Ghost Note has not played with Thundercat. Oh. They've they played with a bunch of different people. Right. But uh, if you look up uh, anything by Mono Neo, you're, you're gonna be like blown away by like his just like simplicity, but also like his character of who he is. He's always that. Oh, yeah. like, a lot of people think, oh, he's just putting on a costume. No. He, he's walking around with a quilt jacket. Right. <laughs> His grandma made. <laughs> or now, now, you were speaking earlier about getting diving into jazz and stuff like that. Well, if anyone wanted to dive into jazz, you could have just got to... Honestly, what I would do is take a timeline, start from the beginning, pick re- recordings starting from the early 20th century to the present. 
that's the best way to do it. Just the following the evolution of jazz is the easiest way to get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, following the evolution of anything. Like starting, if you're new to Latin stuff, start with Cuban Son from the 1940s or recordings of that. Like one of my favorite bands, um, Buena Vista Social Club. Mm. They're they recorded a lot in the '90s. They were um, pretty much they played that old style Cuban song that was kind of banned or not allowed as much to like come to no no it's Cuban song. It's pretty Cuban much song. it's it's what a lot of salsa's based on. Okay. And it's a it's a style of music that after after uh, the Cuban Revolution in the '50s wasn't it was harder to get that kind of music to the United States yeah. just because they blocked off communication and things like that mm-hmm. but like uh, look look up music like that then go to like your 50s New York mambo scene which is different than your more modern stuff that's really cool too then you can go to your 60s then then you go to your 1960s which is kind of the mambo scene fa- fading into like Latin boogaloo into salsa and now it's <laughs> literally so many different variations and now it's so imagine. many variations like right now like even with it, so as I mentioned before earlier, like um, I was listening to Little North, which is an underground New York modern day jazz scene. Some of these bands are actually like underground. Like they started in like the subways. Oh, absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. Like when they, people say underground, like it's kind of low key. But like some of these bands are like no, literally, literally underground. Literally underground. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like in the, like um or Yusef Days, the the oh he's yeah the London, oh, yeah. the London yeah. drummer. Yeah. He play, he's played with Tom Mish London, or Minch. England so is like not, really big when it comes to jazz yeah. now. Tom Minch, I mean, say it again. Like London. Like, oh yeah, London's a huge jazz big, Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Yousef, like, made an album with Tom Minch, and mm-hmm. he blew up from that. Like, yeah. he, they, they did a co the album with it. But We Are The Hills. It was We Are, we the, are the Hills. Yeah, yeah. Right. We, we Are The Hills. Thing. That <laughs> entire set that they play, they play it in a bar. They recorded it. Um, it is beautiful. Like, yeah. it, it just the like the the technicality from Yousef's days and his, his drumming and then the piano player, he has... I don't know what it is about him that he he just comes in on like right when you need him to you know right. sometimes it feels like you might get a little like a little bit of blue balls or something because you're waiting for it but like he hits you with it and you're like right. Ooh, well it's just the, it's, it's just... on you know it's it's exciting and it gets you on the edge of your seat and you're listening and it's so they're like it's simplistic but like thrilling right you know well, all, so you're sitting all here, the musicians you know. on those recordings are doing are making making a conversation with yeah, exactly. exactly like when i'm Probably when i'm playing a solo like i'll sometimes intentionally try to do like a, a triplet or maybe offbeat feel in a line that i'm playing mm. to see what the drummer or the pianist does like for example if i'm on the, on the bridge of let's say alone together Leave a little pause and see what the piano or drum set player does going back into the next section. Mm-hmm. Mm. Things like that. I'll it's try to play with... It's yeah. call and response. That's, that's where the music comes from. Mm-hmm. It comes from chance. Like, a lot of um, a lot of American commercial music and jazz. Salsa is technically American. It was born in New York. Um, funk. All of this stuff. I mean, Disco. Even, even, even going back to rock. Like, I mean, even rock. Like, doom, 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 doom. You know, right? You, you know, we will we, like it's it's literally well, just a chance. All, yeah. All I mean, what I'm right. saying is it's it's a call and response. Yeah. But but that's but, a, it's but even in general, yeah. right? But all of that, all of that music, all of the call and response in that music 
comes from African roots if we don't yes. if we don't remember yeah, absolutely him. oh yeah so or, um, or even Native American yeah. like it comes from literally just tribal yeah. tribal states right and it like, literally comes from we wouldn't have that here if like history didn't fold the unfold the way it did exactly colonization was inherently evil but we wouldn't have a lot of this culture mixing without you know exactly. what I mean mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's really incredible to think about because. You think about it, like, you think of rock, and it's, like, American, and quote-unquote, yeah. American, and a lot of the stuff in rock, you it's look at that, and you're like, blues. that comes straight from blues yeah. and jazz. jazz, that comes straight from African rhythms. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's the craziest thing to me. Yeah. Same thing with uh, hip-hop comes from jazz rhythms. Yeah. yeah. The instruments you use, not even just the instruments, but, like, anything from, like, um, rhythm, especially, yeah. yeah. A lot of European instruments, European... Harmony from the cl- from like classical romantic period things yeah. things like that with African and span and not Spanish African Native American Caribbean rhythms yeah. that all mixes together all the commercial music that came out in the twentieth century most if not all of it there's a mixed, lot of like, like that reggae influence and like rock like, oh yeah I'm just thinking of like. I mean, one of my favorite Nirvana. bands. One, I mean, yeah. but one of my favorite bands is like The Police and Duran Duran. You know, Sting. But like, you he listen to him, be like, well, this really feels like reggae. Yeah. The way oh, yeah. the guitars are like surf rock. Like it's like very like, you, you can definitely hear the influences when it comes to like surf rock and all like all that stuff. It's very laid back. That's it's, that's it's, why. It's not tempo. Guitar dri- guitar wise. It's, it's not like, tempo driven. It. Usually, it's rhythm guitar driven. Oh yeah. And you can hear oh, yeah. it. You can feel it. You can feel that, that, that push. Um, that's why I just love when it comes to studying just music history I love the 20th century oh absolutely mm-hmm. it's just like if you think about it and you can tie this to the industrial revolution of the 18 of the 19th century rather mm-hmm. going into the 20th century you don't have a lot of that music without what without recorded without technology to record yeah. sound right yeah we didn't have technology to record sound until the top of the 20th century like the, one of the first recordings was made in the 19-teens mm-hmm. and well, I think it was a at least one of the first jazz recordings, which was one of the first recordings. But you don't have that much sound innovation without people buying and consuming recorded music. Yep. And I think it's just it's crazy to think about that. And then that made it way more applicable for musicians to take ideas from other sound concepts and blend them to make their own. Like composers in the 19th century didn't hear their pieces until the day it was premiered, they're like, all right, this, they just had to know it sounded good, right? Yeah. Beethoven didn't know what, Be- what I mean, Symphony I don't think five. he heard, anyways. Well, he still heard when, yeah. when, when he first started, but yeah, right. towards when, the end, I'm just, I was joking. Right. But. When, when he wrote, when he wrote the fifth symphony, he was still, he could still hear, but yeah. he, uh, either, he either way. He would do very vibrations. Yeah, he would, he, he would people. feel the piano. Right. He would yeah. put his he hand wasn't, on the piano. He wasn't going to let that stop him by, at all. By the ninth symphony, he was completely yeah. deaf. Like he, wrote, I, he wrote the whole Ninth Symphony completely deaf. Yeah. Crazy. Well, Go listen to the Ninth Symphony yeah. and you're like, this man wrote this not hearing anything. Yeah. And it's... it's Because it's, he could hear it. He, he knew what notes were. He, right. He, like, so even if he couldn't hear, he could hear. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. If that makes sense. Right. He, already, he yeah. already knew what Disability is not going to stop you. Right. Like, um, if you're that far in, if you're... Right. You know. He already knew what keys uh, emulated what sound colors... What concepts like that? Mm-hmm. What feelings? He already knew all of that, but by the time he went deaf, so he could still write, and he had to prove that he could still write because everyone knew he was deaf or going deaf. Yeah. 
um, going back to another recommendation, um, there, last was Marathon, M-A-R-A-T-O-N, the band that, that played with Leprous on their tour. Leprous was the headliner, and they either opened or just played a set with them. Um, there's another band, or I, I think it's just a guy. Um, I'm not really sure too much about it. Um, his name's St- Stephen Toronto, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-A-R-A-N-T-O. I heard it on um, Shuffle the other day, and I added his album to my he's, playlist. He's like one of the, he's like up there. He's he's Australian. Uh, he's an Australian guitarist, but he's, I mean, he's he's just, everybody. everybody's like, like he's a magnet to everybody. Like everybody's listening to him. Like everybody from like musicians that I listen to, like when I first heard him, this was like several years ago. But like he's so funny because he's like, oh, there's some dings in this like song, and it's just like the most wizard shit you've ever would ever listen to. I'm like a few dings. What are you talking about? No one cares. It's good. He, 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 like, it's just amazing. It's but, really like, pretty, and it's not. It's, <clears throat> It's nothing. It's really not very. Some of his songs aren't very complex. They're they're very no, they don't very but simple. But the way he plays and just it's he's very, super technical very nice, too. Very... But like he's also like he knows like songwriting really well. And he's mm-hmm. he's very like smart. Like he I, I forget what he does, but like he knows where he's an engineer. Use... Like he's yeah. he's yeah. but he's he's played with people who, like Animals Leaders. He's played with people like Plenty. He's played with like David Maximinic. He's. He's been he's up there as a guitar guy. He's he's just not really getting out there as much, but like everybody like freaking loves him. They're like, oh my god, he posted a video of him playing guitar. Right. Because like that's all they're gonna get for a while. I mean, oh, like, yeah. he, he's put out an album that was amazing. And he's put out singles and he's he's done like guest soloing for people. But like him and uh, there's another guitarist that I think you would like to uh, Tim because you've probably listened to him. You just didn't know who he was. His name's uh, Jake Lau or Hal. Okay. But uh, he is. We've seen him live, quite a few times. He's a guy with glasses and a beard. Maybe you've seen him with Plenty. He's he's always okay. plays with Plenty, but he has his own solo act, act like um, Stephen uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. But like um, he does his own like solo stuff, and he's done stuff with uh, the with Plenty, obviously, with a bunch of artists. Um, I think the most recent thing he did was um, with this band, a uh, French band called the Delhi Thundering Concept. He did a solo. He's done nothing but just like solo acts with like people. But like he, he writes his own music. He's done stuff with other like Australian bands. They're within the, the same sort of genre. Right. Like uh, um, just a bunch of bands. But like oh, yeah, yes. very. He's very good. I I right. I've been listening to him a bit while while working. Um, another song. This one's a song. It's called Waking Dream. Um, it has a bunch of people in it. The, the band that released it on Spotify is the Nicholas, uh, Nudson Trio. It's N-I-C-L-A-S space K-N-U-D-S-E-N Trio. Um, it's called Waking Dream. It's a beautiful, just nice, melodic like very light and and bright jazz song it sounds like something you'd hear waking up in a perfect spring morning or something you know it's a very it sounds like the the song title waking dream it's a very 
very good oh, yeah. song. Uh, it's been coming. It's been on like playing on shuffle after I finish like a little North album or something. Um, also, my Spotify is notifying me that there's a new release from Valdiara or how, however you pronounce it. I, I always miss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's not really a new release. They they released an album last year. Um, this is Forte. But Forte, I mean, that's, um, it's not Forte, but it's, like, a remix. So, like, that album already came out okay. several years ago, but, like, they just remastered it, basically. Okay. Uh, they they came out with another remaster from, like, earlier a few years ago, but, like, that's, like... Yeah, it's Mastodon, M-A-S-S-T-A-D-E-N. It's Vildiara, uh, V-I-L-D-H-J-A-R-T-A. Yeah. Uh, very, They're crazy. Yeah. Uh, this, that, that's actually... A band that everybody just like fangirls about um, when it comes to that genre of music, but like it's gent, right? It's basically yeah, but like they're like one of the like not the not the founders, but like the people who are like they're one of hey, the core... we stole from this band, but like we're also just we're like just gonna our like, own thing, c- create yeah. the uh, like the the genres we're just gonna push the genre, but we also are just gonna make it so complex that no one's gonna really copy off yeah. us, right? And we're too insane, Ooh. and too like. Like, there's no way you could, like, put on a costume and try to be like us. Because yeah. our music is just too complex. And also that band, uh, the songwriter and the guy who does the mixing and mastering and everything, has another band called Humanity's Last Breath. Mm-hmm. And they're just as amazing. For that band, they don't speak English. Yeah, no. They, they speak s- Swedish? I, I forget. I'll I forget where they're from. But, like, for Humanity's Last Breath, it's, like, more towards, like, the general, like, like... Um, like mainstream audience, whereas that band's like, this is too weird for me to listen to. <laughs> you do. Um, speaking of that topic where you were talking about how that band copied from other bands and then yeah. made it their own and then made it too complex for anyone to just rip off. Yeah, you know that's where you know how that's how bebop started, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Swedish. I would imagine because yeah. a lot of black musicians, Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, they're like, okay, let's make a contrafact on a tune, which essentially a contrafact is the same changes as a tune, mm-hmm. but a new melody. But they'd make them really rhythmically com- complex so that, unfortunately at the time, so that white musicians couldn't come in, steal their tune, yeah. and publish That's it. That's what happens with jazz. That's what happens basically. because a lot it's, of... Yeah. It's really actually quite terrible, but a lot of, like, take uh, Charlie Parker's... If you want a listening example, look up Charlie Parker's uh, tune Anthropology. It's over uh, rhythm changes. Mm. It's, it's, it is rhythm changes. Uh, but look that up on Spotify, Apple Music. It's a great tune. Same thing with, uh, what is it, Ornithology. That's a, a contrafact of How High the Moon. That's another mm-hmm. Charlie Parker tune. But they're all rhythmically complex so that they just can't be stolen. Sing, wh- We're going to have to show sing, Garrett sing, sing a song. Sing, sing you Ornithology? Yeah, I forgot it. But that's a fact of How High the Moon. Yeah. And so that's that's another great listening example. But um, you would take the same chord progression, which you can't copyright a chord progression, and then just put a new melody over it. Yeah. And that's how bebop was formed too. Like anthropology uh goes like this. But that's not something you will be able to yeah. transcribe in one go. Yeah. No. Even two goes if you hear it on the on the yeah, outro. You can't like, copy and paste that one. You can't copy and paste that yeah. one. All right. So, rhythmically. I mean yeah. if I mean, we'll probably, like, show Garrett a song from, like, that one band that we're talking about. I mean, it's a metal band, but, like, rhythmically, it's, like, 
I, Valdiara? I, yeah. Okay. We, we, we were just like, you just like, it's disgusting. And then like, what you're like, wait a minute. Right. It's like, like wait where's a minute. the, where's one? Where's, where's, yeah, where's yeah, three? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's, Bro. where's everything? Show them eye from a sugar. No. But like, they actually came out with a new song last night. So they're coming Ooh. out with a new album. So like that's that's like the grandfather of like a certain music genre, genre that everybody steals from. I'm being I've shown you Jen. Right. But yeah. like But it's it's like a subgenre. It's more of a stylistic right. than mm-hmm. a genre. Currently Honestly, because there's so many this. people that kind of touch in genre or touch touch over here and then touch over here and then mm-hmm. kind of it's like a cat you know like sometimes it'll sleep on the couch sometimes it'll sleep on the bed sometimes but it, it, it'll like it's picky be in the choosy. closet yeah it's yeah there's no like I kind of cringe when I hear that like gent like it's like oh I it's just it takes me back to like 2012 not gonna lie and just like it's like there's man, a it's just stick, it's literally yeah. just sounds like copy paste bands and they all sound the same and it's just like so bland it's just like like tapioca but like no flavor so it's just like whoa like yikes but like now it's like it's you're it's dealing with so many you're, yeah. you're like you're having the that influence of like that rhythmic but then it's like saxophone uh this stuff and then like this on top of this it's now there's more layers now but like for that band like Meshuggah they basically were, were like if you listen to like their early music it was just like this sounds like Metallica but like they have a 20 million times better drummer. Right. And, like, guitar-wise, it's, like, more complex. And it's not, like, thrash. It's, uh... I mean, kind of, like, some, they have, like, that like that influence. But, like, they were taking up a, a notch with, like, hey, we're just gonna, like, have really, like, effed up, like, time signatures. But also, like, just, like... They really kind of changed the game. I mean, like... I don't know how to explain them. Like, a lot of people just don't know how... To, to explain, like, that genre of music. And it kind of, like, became a thing that fans called, like, oh, it's called Gent, because... I don't know, it's just, like, it's, it sounds like... Duh like, the, the name, like, is based on, like, what it sounds like. It's right. just kind of weird. Like, Bebop. Or, like, yeah. Bebop. Exactly. All I have to say is Bebop, and then... Yeah, it's... Uh, Garrett will just, like, break down. Yeah. But, like, for, like, Gent, it's, like... It's a duh, Gent. Yeah. Right. Duh, Gent. That's exactly. Do we have time? Banana, banana, banana. That's from uh, what's it, Stevie T or something? Pick up a pancake, pick up a pick up a pancake, pick up a pancake, pick up a 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 pancake, pick up a banana, banana, banana. Bro, it goes hard, bro. I love it. But no, um, I'm a I'm a I'm a break off for for a slight second. Um, I mentioned before that I'm, I'm going to try to touch base on the LCS finals because I'm kind of trying to keep up with it. I haven't really caught a, caught a game, but I have been looking. Um, the quarterfinals have finished, and uh, DIG beat 100 theme or 100 Thieves. They're 2-0 and right now. So they, ju- <clears throat> so they moved on to semifinals. Team Liquid beat FlyQuest 2-0. Um, C9 beat CLG 2-1. And EG de- dealt or be- defeated GG, and now they're going to be e- EG and C9 are going to be playing to get playing against in the semifinals. And Team Liqu- Liquid just beat DIG today three to one, so Team Liquid is going to be in the finale, and um, we're going to have to see if Team Liquid or sorry, my bad, uh, Cloud Nine is going to fight Evil G- Geniuses in the finals or. 
um, Cloud9. And Team Liquid right now is up there waiting. It's going to be, it's to be determined to see who else is going to be in the finale. I know you guys don't care about LCS. I have LCS. no clue what you just talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I, even I, know I, what I, LCS is. Okay, so League of Legends Champion Ew. Series. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mentioned it a few podcasts ago that I wanted to I wanted to touch base on Keep up with standings. It, yeah. Disgusting. On, on each, each, each pod, but... Well, sta- speaking of standings, uh, the NFL Divisional was oh, a great... Great weekend. I know nothing Ooh. about what Great you weekend. Know. I don't know anything sports and video I don't know anything about <laughs> nothing. <laughs> great games. I know. I, great the other day games. I watched the UFC, um, the UFC championship with my with, brother, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was Ngannou versus Gone. It was a pretty good fight. Um, my friend was rooting for Gone. I either way, I wasn't too. It, you never. I, uh, I didn't have a preference. I liked Ngannou, and he was the the title holder. And gone tried to take it back for heavy heavyweight, but you know, it was a, it was a good fight. It was a really good fight. Yes. It was really cool. It, you don't really see heavyweights like do jujitsu or judo or, right. or or do ground and pound very much, you know. But they were they were rustling and they were tussling. They were on the ground. They were they were tossing and turning, rolling and choking. And he almost broke his ankle at one point. It was wow. insane. It was a crazy crazy fight. Really good. Right. Really good fight. Um. I I I usually kind of touch base on shows and or movies, media intake. If I have, if you've had any, um, I've been watching Breaking Bad. I haven't ever really gotten around to it, and I it thought good? it was about time. It's very good. I've very never depressing. To it, it is very very depressing. <laughs> it is a very very sad show. It's only a good downhill. It's so it's such a good one though. It, it the the it really makes you feel what they want to make you feel, and that's right. what I look for in movies. Feel media. bad, like yeah, if, if you know Breaking if it, Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad. That's why they yeah, call for it real. Show. It's a really good one. It's a really good. Rip, 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 Jane. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert for a nine-year-old show, but. <sighs> I I mean I I'm pretty sure I already knew about that. One. Yeah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. What have you have you guys seen any movies or watched any TV shows? Hmm. Uh, can't think of the last movie I've seen. I went back no. and watched. I actually went back and watched Platoon the other day. Yeah. Wow. I know that's that's a old wow. old ass movie. Yeah. That's a but that has a William Dafoe. It's, a ver- it's his breakout role. It's yeah. his breakout role. I, had a, I wanted I, to watch that because it's I didn't an amazing. It's like this, his like, role is amazing. Crazy death scene. He's like. And it's like the actual the uh, movie poster is him dying. Yeah. It, no one thinks it's him because they think it's like uh, Charlie Sheen or something. But like it's that's William Dafoe. No, it's a, <laughs> it's an amazing movie, and that was one of his best roles. Yeah. It was his breakout. Yeah. No, I love that movie. So I, I watched it the other day. I, I don't. And then I, I looked. I looked up some. Uh, huh? I never seen you as. Like, oh, I love that. I was, I was I watching. Them. I used to watch more movies when I was younger, but like come out of that. I, I looked at an interview with him about that scene. And all the all the fake bombs, he actually was blowing up in his hand. Yeah. And you see, and you if you look really closely, you could sort of tell tell he's tossing something away, which is the little button that yeah he was blowing up while he was running. I'm like, that's that's insane. There that's was, insane. Uh, I was watching Sylvester Stallone on a live Instagram live the other day, and he was talking about how he got this role, his like first role, like he he said he was like doing some some odd end job or something, and. It was like an audition for like a uh, like a mugging scene or like these like uh, for these 
muggers for some some movie i don't remember the movie and i don't remember who the director was but the director was really quiet and really timid and they 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 said okay we'll meet us at the subway this is where we're recording and you'll do an on on-site audition and see if you fit the role if you don't oh well you know like just come here and see so they they show up they walk down the stairs they talk to this guy and he goes and grabs the director and the director's real shy he won't talk you know and he walks over there and the director looks at him and they're standing there him and his friend um and the director's like no, y'all y'all aren't y'all aren't intimidating enough, you know. And Sylvester was like, "Huh?" And I was like, "Okay, I guess." And then he just goes That's up the stairs. Audition. Yeah, he goes. No, he goes upstairs, and his friend's like, "You're really just gonna walk away from this?" He's like, "I mean, he said we're not good for the role, so we aren't good. Like that's it. Like we're done." He says, "No, we aren't done." And they went. They got some hair grease. He said they literally took some grime off the street and like put it on their face and stuff. And, like, walked back down there and walked directly up to the director. Because they didn't speak to the director. The director just kind of, like, looked at them, whispered to a guy, and walked away. And the guy said, no, you're not fit for the role. They walked back down to the to the, to the the underground, to the subway, and walked directly up to the director and got in his face and said, are we intimidating now or whatever? And the guy's like, okay, okay, you got the job, you're good. You're I good. wouldn't, like, you're good. fake robbed him. Like, yeah. The, he's asking for, like, muggers or something? Yeah. I would have been, like... Get your wallet right now. Pull out a gun. Yeah. Pull out the nine. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're like, no, no it ain't that serious. Like, it, ain't that serious it ain't that serious, bro. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty good. Um, it was actually a TV show that I have been watching. It's called. It's a sitcom. It's called One Piece. No. <laughs> hey, he's on it's full called... cake. He he's caught up. He's catching up. He's getting close to Wayno. Okay, hold on. Um, he said, "I'll come back to, to that." Seventies. I'm watching this uh, sitcom. It's called Taxi, mm-hmm. and it features um, a lot of people. Um, it, it features um, uh, what's his face? Wow, all the names just escape me. Well, look at that. Taxi. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up now. Have you seen Mod? What? Mod. The Mod? show Mod. It had, no. it has B. Arthur in it. One of the driest shows you'll ever see, but it's so damn funny. Mm. It's from the '70s too. Man, all the names just... Uh, it has uh, Danny DeVito when he first started, like, acting. Really? Judd Hirsch. Uh, it has... Uh, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Very really? famous. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd when he first started acting. You know Christopher Lloyd? He's... Yeah. Doc. Yeah. He... I actually saw him recently in a movie. Um, no... Nobody. Mm-hmm. And it's with the guy that plays Saul from Better Call Saul and Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. I forgot his name, Brandon something. Um, and that it's basically like a, a more feel good John Wick, and it, he did yeah. a really good job in that movie. It, he he basically plays like this this black op agent that like if you need something cleaned up, like he's. He's the debt collector, and he's basically coming to collect your life because because <laughs> there ain't no way you're paying back what you owe, kind of thing, yeah, you know. Oh yeah. And he was like for the for the agency, and he got out, and they were like trying to hunt him down, but he covered his tracks and stuff. It, it's it's really cool, and he like got caught up in something, and it's a really good movie. Mm. It's my, a really good. My movie. brother just showed me a movie the other day. Um, 
You know the movie There Will Be Blood? He this actually, is one of my yeah. favorites. Uh, George actually from... watched Nobody with me. But he yeah, watched there, there, yeah, he watched that with me. But no, There Will Be Blood. That's it's with a the, great um, movie. That's with, uh, that's with them. It's with um, Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. And then what's Day-Lewis. the... the uh, Paul Rudd. So, Paul, no, not Paul Rudd. No, Paul, no, no. Paul Dano. Yeah. Paul Dano, yeah. Um, that was his breakout role, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One and of them. He, one he, of them. He played like... He played that crazy. Uh, yeah, the preacher. The preacher. Kind that of, was. Yeah. A very I saw that, and movie. that was a very, very good, good movie. Uh, my, well, I think my favorite, like uh, Daniel Day Lewis movie. American like, Gangsters is really good. You guys seen that? Dang, you guys eat all them cookies. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, this. Yeah, we have a box of cookies. Um, we all. Remember. Yeah, the uh, was uh, Gangs in New York. Yeah. Oh, that's what. I, that's I love, what I mean. I love, Gangs in New York. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a crazy movie. It has um. Uh, it's a long movie. It's a long movie. It's it like is a, a long movie. movie, but it's a crazy movie. It's Leonardo really DiCaprio. Uh, Leonardo's in it. It has um, Dion Day Lewis. It has a bunch of big people in the movie. Um, you know, I just have you, I you just need to watch, watch. You need to watch Gangs of New York. Yeah. Uh, if you've never seen it's it, based on, like, it's, 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 it's kind of it's an old two thousand two. Daniel Day Lewis, Leonardo DiCaprio, Leo Neeson. Oh yeah, uh, Henry mm-hmm. Brandon Gleason. Um, Stephen Garum or Graham, Cameron Diaz, John C. Riley. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, John C. Riley. Yeah, he's, he plays in it. That's kind of Roger Ashton Griffiths. Marigold mm-hmm. is a movie you guys mm-hmm. need to see if you like. If you like Magnolia, movies, Magnolia, Mar- 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 Why am I thinking of? You know, you know. I actually speaking of Leonardo DiCaprio, Magnolia is a just, crazy movie. I think I got it. We meet me and me and me and Weston watched it yeah. like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh my no, god! When I saw it, I was a little. Mm, you yeah, know. yeah. We we're, <laughs> we're, were vibing, but it was. Oh my goodness, bro! It's, I was like sitting here, and like every minute went by, and I was like. <laughs> like it yeah. was one of them movies and it where ends just like, huh? like a crazy way to <laughs> you know um, I just speaking of Leonardo DiCaprio I just saw a couple weeks ago Wolf of Wall Street yeah I, oh, I, I watched it pretty recently too I think it was like last year well, it's a crazy good movie that's a crazy good movie yeah it's wild I don't think I appreciate it when it first came out cause I saw it when it came out no I'm like, glad yeah. I waited till now to see it I'm like wow it was a good movie yeah well Oh my goodness! Are there any movies that you're kind of trying to keep on your radar to go see? I actually want to look at a couple super old ones. I want to look at Casablanca. Okay. And, oh, yeah, and uh, Lawrence of Arabia. That's, I a, watch that's, those a, so that's bad. a really great movie. The yeah. original one. Yeah. I no, no, the original, the original. You yeah. should watch what is it? Playground. What is it called? Playtime. Playtime. You should watch movie. Playtime. It's a French movie, but it's a com- it's a comedy f- French it's movie. It's a visual, but it's visually, visual comedy. Visual comedy. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's 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 not like slapstick. It's like obscurity. Yeah, like yeah. like you you'll, 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 you'll like people will change shoot suits like on scene, and you won't notice because they'll like walk behind a pole, then they'll right. disappear, and you'll be like, "What happened to that guy? Right, Where'd right. he go?" And like. Like, is it like they, a silent movie? Like, or? It could be, no, yeah, kind there's, of. There's really no really. dialogue going. I mean, there's no like character. There's like a narrative. You're, fo- you're but following it's like, people. Right? Yeah, that's all it is. It's just a day. It's a daily life of like yeah. these it, like two or three different people. It kind of feels like it's in real time too. The way it is, yeah. it's just a little bit. I also, like. Also, one more movie I do want to watch is um, what's that Charlie Chaplin movie? He they made it in 1940. Um, I wouldn't know. It's uh, with a dictator. Uh, yes, 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 It's yes. like a mockery of like Hitler. It's a mockery of Hitler. And they're kind also of playing just world power. Yeah, the yeah, mockery of world power, but they they play a little bit too much fun at the situation going on in Europe because they didn't really know how bad it was. I mean, was. that was during 1930. That was I think it was called 1940. Yeah, it dictator. was called uh, 
the great dictator. The, the great I think. dictator. Yeah. And but and he actually regretted making the movie because once they figured out how bad things, things were for really Jewish were. people in Nazi Germany, they're yeah. like, oh, fuck. wow. You know what movie? I've never seen, and I really need to get around to watching. Um, it's the one with Liam Neeson. Oh no, Schindler's List. Yeah, I need oh, to watch. No. It. Oh, I have. I actually haven't watched it. Liam Neeson is that? Yeah. yeah, Liam Neeson. He's that's... like he's like the overseer of, like, well, the, of the. Oh, he's no, sh- no, he, he's pla- he doesn't he, play Schindler, does he? No, 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 guys. He plays one of. I as think... a person who's seen the movie, I will say this: Liam Neeson is not the, the the Nazi guy, but he's like. He, I guess in a way you're right, right. He's like the factory owner in a way. He he's just the evil dude, basically. No, <laughs> no, no. He's no. part of the evil dude. Uh, okay, you need to watch the movie. Just stop making it up your own. I've heard it from what I've seen. No, no. You gotta all right. You gotta see the movie. I've heard. I've heard it's it. very gonna, hard to swallow. It, it is, is very hard. hard movie it's to very watch. yeah. Even like. And it's not like oh, and I did watch recently. I did watch. Um, I don't think I talked about it. I watched the tragedy of Macbeth on Apple TV. It was really? a, yeah. Um, it's an A twenty four movie, uh, and I think I might I might have talked about it last podcast, but um, the tragedy of Macbeth, it's starring Denzel Washington. Isn't he that plays, Shakespeare? Yes. Yeah. And he plays he plays Macbeth. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. I want to see that now. Yeah. Um, and there's the witch that that's part of the play. They got this really famous contortionist to play her and it's very good very shakespearean like true to its nature right um like it's on the basis of like like the babe's tears feel the chalice of swar- so right. uh, like sorrows right. as you drink the weeping woes of the ancients or not the ancient but the <laughs> but the babe's first sadness Whoa. you'll feel yourself bellow with you know with fear and wow Greed and I don't know. You know, what's, you, you know what's funny? A lot of the so older good. movies are not quite like that, but like the way the dialogue set up is a little bit like that because like the old movies, like yeah, they made it look but, like they're supposed to make it look like a play. Yeah, but like I'm a big Charlton Heston fan, mm-hmm. and I watched the other day. See, I'm telling you, bro, this this one that it's, one it's I probably level. would really love. Me, that movie. me and my parents watched it. My dad went to sleep just like that. <laughs> Everybody's dad yeah. goes to sleep yeah. during the movie. For yeah. Ten minutes out, they're like. Just passed out. Yeah, but me and my mom were listening and watching it. My mom really liked it, and um, I was like really trying to process each word. Like it's hard to follow sometimes right. if you don't hear like. Have you seen the witch? Old it's English. Like, the it's bitch. really old. The witch. Yeah. The, the bitch. But um, the witch is like really old English, and it's during the time of like basically new America. Very. Not, not America, but like just the new like the the like, the, the, like, the West start, the start like yeah. Elizabethan England or what or Victorian England. I thought or? it was American, like like it, it's, it's, it's like it's the, 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 the colonization it's, it's of the yeah. West, like like as we're moving west. The pil- yeah. like, oh like, like oh so the the nineteenth century, the nineteenth yeah. century. Oh no, way, no way past that. Are yeah. you talking about America's like take, pilgrim kind of like almost oh like, you're talking like about like the, you're talking about the 16th and 17th yeah centuries. yeah that's what i meant sorry. so like elizabethan yeah this is like England, during right? the witch trials basically it's, it's like, oh shit okay. so that's like yeah as as we're colonizing the west yeah, as we're pushing west and yeah. the, the, like, well, the you you like when you have like a pl- like a house and then like Hundreds and hundreds of miles from of the next nothing. one. Right, <laughs> like, right, you know, basically like, nothing, yeah. Yeah, like... Right. I mean, not, well, cause, not nothing, but just, like... Well, because the Appalachians kind of stopped the colonies from going anywhere else. But once America actually became a country, we're just like, all right, Pacific Ocean, no problem. <laughs> like, 50 yeah. years, like, went out to... It, it was, like, as, as they were kind of trying to start push over and, like, 
but it was very it's a very good movie the vivich and it's very like uh spook. it's, it's kind of spooky it's kind of interesting it's got a little yeah. unsettling did you guys see the movie lamb no, no i want to see it though don't <laughs> tell me anything about it did you see it i've seen it like three or four times I wanted. I was waiting to go see it with you, and I think you went and saw it without me with someone. Yeah, I did. I actually, I need to sit down and watch Lawrence of Arabia because I've been Man, wanting to watch that for good, I love years, that so much. for years, that's years, such years. A good movie. I'm jealous that you're watching it for the first time. Yeah, that's, that's like Speaking one of my favorite. Of, have you have you seen Ben Hur? Yes, that's my, uh, my actual favorite movie ever. Wow, that's my favorite. It's and it's really weird because you look at it and it's like, oh, this is made in the fifties. Of course, it looks like it's made in the fifties. If you you have that's to my, read, do you, do you know the story? Do you, like. Lawrence, like, do you know his, like, background? Yeah, it's, it has to do with World War One, right? This is World War One. This is during, like, the, like, Ottoman Empire. Right, like, and that. He, he's British, yeah. But he's British, but also, like, he, this was during Wasn't the time... Wasn't he, like, a phantom soldier kind of thing? And it, he was an officer, so he was, like... Another thing, too, like, he was, like, he wanted, like, basically, like... I don't know how to, the proper word to say it, but basically, like, for, like, the Middle East, there was, like, basically tribes. Right. And they were, like, nomads... There was never, like, a country. And they hated Ottoman control, too. Well, they hated that. I mean, like, they were just being wiped out or just, like, being enslaved and imprisoned. And Lawrence was basically the person who would come up to, like, these tribes and be like... Like, militialize them. We can work together, but you have to, like, fare away. But there's another thing, too. There's, like, a problem. Like, Like he was a diplomat. Hey, can you guys, like, act like... Like, gentlemen? And that, for them, is just, like what the fuck dude like that's not right so there's like a kind of like but he lawrence was like learning about them it's really it's really hard to explain in that movie is there's a reason why it's three hours long right so the, the, like no i want to watch there's that. so much there's, it's, 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 it's really i don't know i, I love like, the old movie the british like people hated him because they were like wow yeah. you are like wearing like What's that story? The clothing, uh, like of like these like nomads, and you're not you're not acting like a British you're officer. Not acting you're quote, quote, you're, like you're the British. You are under the crown of the Queen, and you, like, they're just going off. They hate him basically, but he's like the person who was just like, basically like, hey, can you guys like unify just for like this to take out these like the Ottomans or whatever? It it was really complex. It's, right. There's a reason why that movie's three hours long, but like. Right. It's really great. And for a, a movie of that time, in color, it's really beautiful. It's kind of yeah. like Dune. <laughs> like, I want to I say it's kind of like, like Dune with um, the, what do you, what's the main house? The House Atreides. Like, the Atreides, like, Paul kind of going and establishing connections with all the different Fremen. It's it's really interesting. Right. I think, I think. I gotta be real with you. Really the cool. new Dune movie. I love Some that. parts of it stuck with me. But I feel like the David Lynch movie actually stuck with me more because well, of how covers, insane yeah. it was. But it, co- it covers the whole movie. Right. Yeah. But, the, like, from the, what I remember from the new Dune movie, like, I'm like, what do I remember? I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that scene where they were, like, like dropping down. They were, like, killing these people. But then there's, like, like what really stuck with me with that movie? There was the not a lot. thing. Whatever. But, like, for the, for the original, well, not the original, but, like, the first, like, adaptation, like, movie theatrical like David Lynch's, like I remember that the most because it was just so wild it and like, gross. whoa, this is crazy and gross and it had Sting and it had like all, right. all these crazy people. It was, a, it was a good movie. Yeah, there, there's a. Uh, I lost my train of thought. What was that? Oh, I remember you mentioned Lawrence of the Arabia. There was like a a uh, Polish soldier during World War Two, 
that um he got set i think he got separated from a squad and i think he killed a nazi or something and the nazi had some of the the prescribed methamphetamines that that they would pass out to the nazi soldiers. oh yeah they'd take them yeah and yeah then... but but the, the polish soldier right took those and like ate them all oh, no. and he was considered he, he was literally like there's stories he said he was like in camp or like there were stories like where he was in camp and then like he came to consciousness like a few days later like god knows where like he couldn't find his way back but there were stories in these not nazi squads and platoons and stuff of this polish boogeyman that would <laughs> slaughter yeah because he would literally went on a rampage and like murdered entire camps of nazis That's like just oh. by himself it sounds like a story because this guy like was out of his mind. Let me tell you something. He was like going nuts. So he so he found himself in these woods like by himself, and he ate like raw birds for days <laughs> until he came back. Go so ahead. let me tell you something. They would use this for propaganda, basically. They would make those stories to put fear into the Nazis. But this is the thing with Poland. Poland was basically getting like effed up by both sides. Yeah. The Germans and the Russians. Yeah. So they're gonna do as much as they can. So if they're gonna create a boogeyman story, they're gonna just well, go I think go it, with it. I think it happened though. Bro. I mean, yeah, maybe there were did. reports because there was, there, probably, were, there was literally reports was of like just slaughtered, slaughtered yeah. Nazis, yeah. and there yeah. were just no one around. But they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna use that story to like well, push. The, the Polish are gonna the Polish are gonna use that story. And then there was the Polish bear. Remember the bear? I mean, there's a bunch of crazy things. No, no, there was like a bear. In all reality, they crumbled in a mascot. It was just a cub and they raised it and the bear would wrestle with the men and it would also carry ammo boxes for it. Well, in all reality, the Polish like crumbled in two days. Like, unfortunately. Because it was, I mean, of course. You have two giants next to you. If you have literally two giants that are taking LSD and methamphetamines all day, all night, in an onslaught for four days straight. Right. Oh yeah. And you you're have not to do... sleep. You can't. You aren't taking these stuff. I mean, you, you're, right. you're 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 sleeping. And so while you're, you're sleeping, you're still dying from these guys that are like, in fact, un- unfatigued. You know, <laughs> you in know? in German like magazines and newspapers back before they re- rearmed, like when Nazi Germany first became a thing. Remember how like in the Treaty of Versailles, you can Germans can only have a hundred thousand people in their army. Mm-hmm. Well, they had this this fa- they, well, they had this map where it had Germany with a hundred thousand troops is like you, and then it had everybody else, Poland, Russia, and it just had them, these armed bears or whatever, just like trying to scare the people into being like, hey, we should arm up, and so that's what they did. That's they scared Germans into breaking the Treaty of Versailles, and they're just like, all right, let's arm up. But in reality, Poland didn't have shit. Like, yeah, except it's, for it's really complex when it comes to like what. Hitler was doing was with the, like the Nazis because like <laughs> the actual army actually surrendered to like the Nazi party in a way there's like this whole thing that if you like read about it it's, right. it's hard it's really hard for me to explain because I'm I don't it's really remember so I don't really remember the details but like in a way like uh, I don't remember the it the took name, it by the it name took of, it by like in a way they had to like in a way, like they had to like surrender not really surrender but it, it it was basically a surrender but it was basically like a change of arms like all right your boss was this. Now your boss is this. Now your boss is Hitler. Now, well, in a way, but like, it was like the army basically had to <laughs> surrender because they were so small, and also right. not trained in a way. Oh, you mean okay. the you mean the Weimar Republic? Army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were barely trained, and they had a hundred thousand yeah. people. They were like the tradition, the traditional army. They basically had to surrender, and also the uh, police, the German police force, had to basically surrender and give up 
to like the SS and the the SA or whatever right. it was. The SS, yeah. And then what basically another thing that happened, which became um, the thing. I, I'm just like my history book that's in my head that right. is always closed is that opening, but then there was a problem in like the 19 I think 1930s whatever or 1940. <laughs> the SS basically wiped out and killed all the SA or um, the other. No, not, that's uh, that's something else. But like the other guard, the, uh, or the, yeah. the other like par- not party, but, but basically the other like unit. Let's just say right. um, they're the ones with the tan jackets. If you've seen the movies, right? Uh, th- they basically killed them in their sleep, like no lie. It's, it's it's called the night of the long nights. I mean, we're we're talking about like we're talking about music now. Now we're talking about like oh yeah, Nazis. crazy yeah. shit. But like. I, my, the history book that's in my mind it's always Dusty's now opening oh yeah and me, I'm just too. Thinking, me too but like that's so like it was like a really crazy like, history's just wild it's just cra- especially yeah, it's, when yeah, you get we're... into the mind like I want to say I almost said minorities but the like fine details of like I don't know the wars and stuff right. <laughs> like it, 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 there's so many like read between the line kind of things that happened oh yeah and well remember you, remember you talking about propaganda, propaganda yeah and then we were talking about the boogeyman and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you know the British. You, you, every, everyone heard that vitamin A helps your eyesight. Mm. It don't really help your eyesight that much. You know who made that up? The British made that up because they didn't want Germans to know that they had n- radar in their planes. So they're just like, no, our our uh, pilots <laughs> eat a lot of carrots. That's why they can yeah. see at night. No, they yeah. just had radar. That's actually really funny. Yeah, <laughs> and people still be like. Eat your carrots, good for your vision. I'm like, no, it's not. It doesn't do shit. Like, yeah, yeah, dang, that's funny. Well, it's just like stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> eat your carrots. Eat, eat your carrots to stay healthy and see better. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, as we say, we learn something new, and apparently, carrots don't really help your eyesight. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I learned that. The, I learned. I read that in an article uh, like a year or two you ago. Said, yeah, I read it in Forbes. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like, no. I was like, what the. I was on Cosmo the other day. They said carrots aren't good for my eyesight. Who would have thought, you know? Oh, it also makes my piss purple. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> are, you, are you sure that's not beets? Can I tell you a, a carrot a story? When I was a baby, my mom fed me too many carrots, and my nose turned orange. Wow. Apparently that happens when you're a baby. No, did you know? The more you know. The more you know. Kind of crazy. You were turning into a plant, I bro. was turning into a plant. It was like something from Willy Wonka. You gotta say this in... Uh, you gotta say this in Spanish, and someone's like, "You want a salad?" You gotta say, "No soy un iguana." I'm not an iguana. I don't want a salad. Tu eres feo, Dude, you said tu eres un feo. I'm not ugly, bro. All right, all right, boys. All right. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not feeling all right. Thank you for being here. Yeah. No. I'll kick you out. Kick you to the curb. You won't sleep on a bed tonight. Thank Go go out there. Sleep in the cold. Florida weather. <laughs> it's going to be 27, low of 27 Sunday. Yeah, I know. It's going to be good. I'm oh, yeah. excited. But yeah, no, boys, thank you. Thank you for the chats. Thanks thank for having me. Thank you for the me. conversations. Wow. You guys, Garrett has an Instagram. It's GG Shreds on IG. You know, give him a, give him a follow. Sometimes he'll post. Yeah. He'll say, this is my office for the evening. Yeah. I'll give you a little screenshot, a sneak peek of the preview of the, of the, of the venue. Oh yeah. Sometimes he'll put a little, little video up sometimes. Mm. Oh yeah. Very what? rare. Sometimes it's on my, uh, GG underscore sheds or GG underscore Govan. Yeah. So, so. it's, it's, I'll, I'll use both interchangeably sometimes. Most of the time it's just the office of the evening post. Yeah. Just to kind of, Update on gigs and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Good publicity. And then Weston, you can find him at throckmorton.jpg. Yeah, they're not going to be able to spell that. So I-G. Okay. Yeah, you can. It's sound. It's spelled how it sounds. You would be surprised. T-H-R-O-C-K-M-O-R-T-O-N. Wow, you're like the only person. Dot JPEG. Yeah. Slash underscore. Slash, no, 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 no. You're right. I don't know anything. Dot JPEG. I don't even use See, Instagram. he doesn't even know. His, don't he even doesn't know. even know it. I don't care. But he posts, your, he posts some Instagram, drawings. He posts your Instagram some, is spicy, bro. Yeah, it's, he posts some sketches and some pictures. He no, I used to. Not anymore. Not anymore, but they're still there. It's no, not lost in the void. This man has art published in I textbooks. Did, I actually deleted you know? about so, 90% yeah, he, these guys, of yeah, my Yeah, but it's still in a textbook. This Shit. man's yeah. beyond qualified. I forget the name of the textbook. Yeah. He forgets the name of <laughs> He's the way, textbook. He's way, you're way too hard. The prince, right. the, something in the, whatever, I don't forget. He said, I forgot it. I can't, even, afford, I can't even afford the book. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Loki, it's, book it's, Loki I feel that. It's 175 bucks. I can't even afford the book. Right. Textbook's mad steep, man. <laughs> it's a Princeton, Princeton. I help take photos for her. It's weird. Okay. All right, boys. Thanks once again, and thank you, listener. If you, if you, if you, if you liked it, welcome back. Or not welcome back, but you're welcome to come back. Just leave. We release Just, every yeah, every yeah, no, <laughs> every every week. Every I, 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 I put a don't new podcast out on the weekend. Week. Saturday usually usually we'll upload it Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Tim's uh, lazy. Catch it's it okay. around, you know. Catch, catch see you around, and yeah. you know, yeah. you're always welcome. Welcome back at the mother-in-law suite. Wow.